Hello, everyone. Welcome into Debate Night. Uh, hopefully, you're having a great day, or I guess a great night, because it's Debate Night, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you're having a great night, and hopefully, you're ready to call in. It's getting later and later. I was thinking about that today. Like, do we do we change the time of the show based off of daylight savings? It's First not, off, why do we have daylight savings? Wait, what do you mean it's getting later? Well, I mean, it just is like, it gets it's, dark. Like, normally, I would be able to, like, go to practice and practice till, like, you know, let's say 6 or 6.30. Go home, shower, and then, like, come straight here, right? And it's, like, a nice little flow. Now, it's, like, it's getting dark at, like, 5. Like you yeah. got you got to finish doing what you're doing at like 4:30. So just there's a huge oh, gap. Yeah. I, I mean first off let's just daylight savings. What is what is the reason? Why yeah, are I've we never, doing I that? don't fully understand it. I mean I know that like does anyone like it getting darker early at Well night? so here's the thing, right? Anyhow. Is one of the one of the reasons was for farmers is what I'd always heard growing up. Is like that way the it gets lighter earlier still. Like it keeps it getting light at like 7. But I'm like, does it really matter if the farmer is out in the field at 7 a.m. or just as soon as it's light? Like it's the same. Like time is relative, right? So like sun up to sundown doesn't yeah. change. Yeah, you. I mean, if you're a farmer, you're you're not working and you're not working nine to That's five. What I'm saying like the time, time. You should just work when it's light out. Like the time doesn't matter. No. So, uh, I mean, I just think I think. But then same same could be said to you. What do you mean? Show up to work at six. You get an extra hour. No, I'm saying we need to have, we need to have where. There's something to think about. No, what? No, what we I just we. What if we I all want, just operate on foundation time? What is foundation time? We just ignore daylight savings. It's six o'clock right now. No, or seven o'clock okay, right now. Okay, here's what Google says. So like we're going to bed. Oh, Silas Google did. I'm going daylight to bed. saving time is used to save energy and make better use of daylight. Now, what saves energy? I don't know, but that's what Google says. See, that's why I just don't like time is just something that we all agree to go by, go by, right? Wait, no, but you can't say that because because How? no, hear me out. You you can't say okay, we'll just start. You, you know, if you want, okay, I want it to get dark at eight o'clock at night. Let's say, right? Yeah. So if you're like, oh, we'll just assume like when everyone goes daylight savings and it's five o'clock, just assume like that's your eight o'clock. So then I would start everything earlier, right? That doesn't work though, because if I want to watch like Monday night football, I'm now watching Monday night football at like one in the morning my time. See, it doesn't work when when you need to work when you need a structure around everyone else that is doing daylight savings. No, yeah, I'm I'm just saying though, like <laughs> daylight savings doesn't really make sense. I just don't think any. How I don't think there's anyone. Energy? I don't what think there's energy? anyone out there that likes it getting dark early. I don't under I don't see no, anyone out no. there. No, well, what like I what I'm confused is like the saving energy thing. How? Because like you, no one knows. Just, you just that's not a real thing. That's what Google said. I don't. Someone else Google. said that it was it was a Germany thing from World War One, so they could like do something with saving fuel driving overnight. But like, then just start driving. What would it be? What would five o'clock be if daylight savings didn't exist? Six o'clock. Then just like don't drive after six o'clock or start driving at six o'clock instead of five o'clock. Like, why do we need to change the time we all go by just because of daylight? Uh, okay, here's what Google says. Oh, Google says something else the now. Re- the rationale was to minimize the use of artificial lighting to save fuel for the war effort in World War One. Okay, that makes sense. So you're like doing... So they didn't have to use like lamps as much or, or whatever. <laughs> 
I don't think anyone understands this. We need to bring someone in. So daylight savings, we fall back an hour. We need to bring someone in. What maybe someone. It, maybe how someone. Does it save energy. Maybe someone will call in tonight and my and brain give us, hurts. Give us all the the details that we need for daylight savings. All I'm going to say. Okay, is so I guess it's like, because they you, were trying. They were talking morning hours because people were like up and active in the morning earlier back then. So like if you when you fall back an hour. It makes what would be 8 a.m. when it gets light outside now 7 a.m. 7, yeah. So you don't have to use as much light in the morning. But my whole thing is you have to use more light at night. No, because people went to bed earlier. At 5 o'clock? Were people back then getting like 14 hours of sleep? No. All right, we're moving on. Yeah, we I can't, on. I can't, I can't handle this anymore. I'm back in studio. I was, uh, obviously I was in Phoenix, Scottsdale area. That's an interesting city, by the way. Because Scottsdale? they are very, um, they are very into like the you wouldn't call them suburbs. I would call them suburbs, but they call them like cities. So you've got like Phoenix, then you got Scottsdale. We were in Glendale. Then there's like Fountain Hills, and then there's this and this. Where like I don't know for me, like most places I've lived, I've just known them as like Dallas, yeah. Indianapolis. But Dallas Chicago. is like Fort Worth too, right? No, see, Fort Worth is like another huge city by itself. So like you live in Dallas or you live in Fort Worth. I would, I don't know. I don't know. I was confused at, at certain points because people were telling me stuff and I was like, wait, I thought- They're all just like right Phoenix. next to each other. Yeah. But anyways, we're ba- I'm back. I guess it's kind of like here you have Lynchburg, which like when you tell someone you're from Lynchburg, like you're thinking everywhere from Bedford to- Mm-hmm. Almost Madison Heights, mm-hmm. but really, like within that, you have like Lynchburg City, yeah. Forest, I think, Bedford County. I think you would like you would know like if someone says like, "Hey, blah blah blah," you would say Lynchburg. But if you knew they're from the area, you would be more specific. Yes, I think over there the areas are popular enough to where most people because I've heard of like Scottsdale, Fountain Hills. Stuff like most that. people know that, so yeah. it's kind of wild. But uh, the golf courses over there, incredible. Uh, disc golf courses over there. Incredible. Uh, all I'll say is I have the golf bug. It's back. We got thrown in a shamble tournament on Friday. We didn't know it was going to be a shamble tournament. We were just told, Hey, we got you and Kelsey around at, um, I'm blanking on the name of the course, Eagle mountain, which is a beautiful course. So we were just thinking we're going to go do our own thing, go up there, film some Instagram bits and play and then all of a sudden we're in like a you know a sixty team not sixty like twenty team tournament. So that got the competitive juices flowing. I ended up playing out of my mind and shooting a sixty three, where I think if it was my own ball the whole time, I probably would have shot like a sixty six, sixty seven, which would have been like one of my best rounds ever. I was just playing out of control, and uh, I mean I love playing when it's hot. I'll say that. Me and Kelsey went out and played nine today. Very cold, very difficult. Uh, you played nine yesterday. Seemed like you weren't really affected by the coldness, but I will tell you it was cold yesterday as well. And uh, yeah, we got the break 100 coming soon. If you aren't familiar with that, Hunter and me have kind of gone back and forth on this. And this is probably one of the more heated things we disagree on. I'm still trying to understand. Maybe Silas will have some intel of like, if you actually believe it or if you're just kind of like trying to speak it into existence, 
I would never. Because it feels like this is like one of those things where it's it's pretty black and white. Like you're not breaking a hundred by the end of January. Like it's not even close. Well, let's just the whole reason this all started. And this video next week's gonna come out and you guys the video will next see week is that it's not it just close. Lies. It's lies. No, okay, hold on. It's not lies. It's well, not, it, no. well, part of it is. Part of it is because something that happened in the video. Like, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, but even if it didn't happen again, uh, you guys will see in the video, I just think this is one of the more things that uh, it, it just... The things I'm bad at in golf are things that I've never done before. I, it's just, And I have two months to repeatedly do them. The things that I had never done before in our first video that I was really stuff, bad at, I took a week at, and now I'm mediocre, and I'm good enough to break 100 with those things. I know, but I think... I think Hunter, the problem, I agree with you. The, yeah. the problem is I think you're comparing a lot of... Uh, you're comparing gol- golf and disc golf too much in the sense of like how long it took you to get good at certain areas in disc golf, and you're thinking... No, I'm not... The, I've never once used disc golf as an analogy. Disc golf, I got crazy good not crazy good i know but, like, but you're saying like all i need to do is learn how to have touch in a month and it's like i don't need but that's the thing is i don't need great touch i need to break 100 those are two completely different things but you you need to be able to not three putt every single time you're on a green which is requires some sort of touch aka speed not control. every single time majority yeah but to break 100 i don't I mean, need that not, every single you're not going to get into you're not okay we'll what, see what happened on hole one what we'll, happened on hole one we'll see you four putted. Hey, we'll I did. Decide. You four putted. Yeah. You had a birdie. And I double bogey. Yeah, you had a birdie look, and you. And I can get. I can get double. nine double bogeys. So I don't have to triple. I don't have to. No, three but you need a lot time. of. Bo- you need a lot of bogeys. I need nine bogeys and nine doubles. Is that accurate? Yeah. Hey, we'll see. That would put we'll you at. That would put, that put me at a hundred. Would it put you right at hundred? I guess. Right. So I guess I technically need ten bogeys and eight doubles. But no, all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I thought you need ten bogeys and eight doubles. That would put me at ninety nine. Yeah, I think that's what you need. Yeah, that's 99. We'll see. 5.5 strokes per hole. You got this, Hunter, says Tyler. You got some fans out there. I'm rooting I mean, for I mean, I'm rooting for him in the sense of like I would love to see him get better at golf cuz then that brings a whole different element of what we can do in the future at Foundation, you know, cuz Trevor's already locked in. Like Trevor, I would have no problem having to convince Trevor to go golf um at all. And so bringing you into the mix, I think would be great. Uh, Kelsey's already locked in. Silas sounds like he's interested to like go out. He's never hit a golf ball to save his life. So like, that's a whole different, I mean, we can't do nine holes of the first nine holes ever for Silas. We could do maybe a video where it's like the range. No, I think we do Silas plays his first hole ever. Yeah. And like, we'll just see if you can complete it in like 20, 20, I think I'll give you 20 shots. If you've shots. never swung in your life, that's fair. I think I'll give you 20. Just because like the initial part, like you're, you're you not going to know where the ball is going to go. Problem? You I, think you're, I feel like I'm getting under 20. Well, the other the other tough thing is... <laughs> Want to put a blizzard on it? The you other, never hit a golf ball? You're going under 20? It? The other tough thing is we would do it at Poplar and the greens at Poplar, like you're if you hit a ball like you're playing putt-putt, you're, you're at least 20 yards past the hole. They just the balls roll forever. All right, we we gotta do it. Like we it, can do it, it, it could take him six putts. Now I believe, like if you if you were like, hey, two weeks from now, what? I need to go do better than a twenty on a hole, and you're like within these two weeks, you're practicing. Yeah, you can. No, you for can do sure. Oh, oh. But if I'm, it's like the first time you've ever had a golf club in your hand, he's never swung a club, so that makes me believe like you're probably you know, not getting off the tee. You also know, like if you swing right. and you miss, it counts yeah. as a stroke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. 
Yeah, it's, I think I can do under twenty. Because I mean, you might you might have three shots before you even get How off far the tee. Is it? I mean, the first hole is only like three fifty. It's not even that hard of a that's hole. That's one of the easier it's holes, of the easier and it's a par. It's a par four. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Part no, doesn't part doesn't matter if you're trying to get twenty. Yeah, but he's trying to get twenty. I was just saying, if we took him to the par three, I think you'd have a harder time. Yeah. Even though it's a shorter hole, we're doing it at Poplar. Really? Um, All right, let's do it. So yeah, we'll see. But that that's on tap, tap. I mean, we're we're getting kind of in the golf mode right now, which is weird because this is like the worst time to get into golf because it's freezing cold. It's not freezing. It's so cold. This that, is Liz. I literally, what's funny is sub 50 degrees to go Brody, play golf. You just wait, is cold. Man. You just wait. No, no, I understand. No, I understand. Liz, Liz got in the car worse. today and she's like, why is it so warm for right now? I was like, I don't know. It's no, crazy, isn't hold it? Hold on, hold on. Like I, tomorrow's going to be, let me look at the weather. For guys, I'm not saying it can't, it's not going to get colder. I understand it will get colder. This is not, the coldest I mean, it will tomorrow's be. Tomorrow's high is forty eight. Like I'm we're talking less than 50, fifty. Less than fifty degrees going to play golf is cold. I might be in shorts and a t shirt when I play tomorrow. There was someone holes. today in a polo and I was like, You're an absolute crazy I person. Ran today in shorts and a t shirt. Nope. That you're is a lot. I had a light I had a light. But you're sleep. running. Your your heart rate's going up. But when then I came back and you, I chipped in my backyard for forty minutes. But also and when, the same outfit. But if you're on the driving range just hitting balls for 15 minutes in a row yes you probably will take your sweater off it's not that cold but if you're hitting a golf ball and then getting into a cart and driving 45 seconds to go and then hit another golf ball i'm telling you right now it got cold it's it got it's cold, cold but i here's the thing i would rather at my skill level because i don't think the temperature is going to affect how good i swing or don't swing right now I would rather be playing and we can actually talk about this with disc golf because we disagree on this at disc golf and i can probably talk a lot more of that with what I would rather be playing this temperature than oh, 95 degrees. This is heat. Silas. Silas, hear this out right here. Let's hear it. All right. I said, I think it was 30 degrees is what we said. 30, And I yeah. think 110. Dry heat. Dry heat, 110. So but, you're then, not, but then you okay, have to say what about cold, cold. Then you have to say dry cold. Sure. I don't care. Whatever. Wait, 30, wet, or wet, wet cold. cold. Wet cold makes wet it cold. warmer. Okay, sure. Wet cold at thirty. Yeah. Would you rather play disc? Would you rather play disc golf thirty wet cold or one ten dry heat? I'm going cold. Every You're going time. Cold? I You're going I cold. Here's the thing. I don't like the heat, man. You can constantly warm up. I can bring my jackets and stuff like that, and my hands aren't seeing the light of day no, until no, I'm no, about to yeah, throw. You once can your only hands shed so get, much. Once your hands get cold, my though, hands you're aren't done. going to get cold. You don't. I've played. I've played tournaments in twenty degrees with thirty mile an hour winds. And I have more fun playing that than 95 degrees here in the humid summer. I just because you can't shed any more layers. Like you get down to just like <laughs> if I'm playing a tournament, I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. Yeah, that's I can't fine. get colder. My oh, hands are saying, sweaty. I can't dry them off. My discs are all flimsy. I'm just saying. I I much. I mean, there's a reason. There is a reason why people go to the pool and lay out in the summer. Yeah, and if I'm laying not, out, and that's not a thing in the winter. Like people don't go outside yeah, in rather, the winter. I'd and rather don't, lay out and tan in you the have summer to, than the winter. You have to because no, you're being active. No, I'm and saying because you, you're taking clothes off to tan. Like no, you're gonna lay I'm in the saying, snow without a shirt on. No, <laughs> We're not Wim no, Hof and freaking Iceman. My point is, when it's cold, you have to like do stuff outside to warm up your body. Or your if you go outside, like, like play disc golf. If you go outside and you just stand, you're absolutely miserable. Like I would much rather go out and stand when it's hot out than when it's cold out, right? Do you agree with that? Rather go out and stand. Like if your job, if your job was like a parking attendant, and oh, you just I had would it, much rather it be thirty than one ten. Yes, 
I'm not oh sweating when it's gosh. 30. I'm out there in a parka with hand warmers here, and I'm like, yep. I don't know. I guess I like, guess it I'm feeling facts. great. I'm feeling facts. great. I when it's 110, I'm like, oh my gosh, get me out of here. I'm getting, get I'm getting yourself, carried off in a stretcher. I think it just depends on... I'm I, having a heat stroke. <laughs> I think it depends on who you are, though, because like, I do feel... I do feel like some pools when it's like, even when it's like a hundred degrees out or 90 degrees out are like very cold for me. And other people are like, Oh, this is fine. I think I'm, I think I just get cold very easily. It, it like, you, what you do you were like, in Ohio? Though. Like, what do you were like? You, were you born and raised? When did you, I don't think it has, at what age did you leave Ohio? I mean, third grade. Okay. So I think that has a lot to do. do you went to Florida. Next, do we right? think that's, do we think that is why? I think that's it. You don't think yeah. it's anything. No, gen- I think that's you don't it. think it's anything genetics. No, mm. I don't think it's genetics. I think it's just like, so if I live, if I You're live up in, let's say I think if, if you, I live up in Canada for how long do I have to live in Canada for me to start getting used to the cold? A few years. If there's a way of getting yeah. used to the cold. I think a few years. Okay. Cause I think that's genuinely what it is. Is like, cause like my body takes a little bit to adjust from summer to winter. Like if it went from 90 degrees to 30, I would hate it. But when it goes like 90 to 40 to like, or 90 to 60 to 50 to 30, then by the time it gets to 30, I feel great. Like this morning I went to work, it was 25 degrees out or 26 degrees out. And I was in a, I was in a light hoodie, a hat and joggers and it didn't feel cold. I just walked outside. I, mm. Brody, you need one of those like heated jackets. I, it has to be real, like we're talking, it has to be like in the twenties or like the highest it's going to get is like 35 for me to wear a beanie to play. Do you ever, have you guys ever gone on a plane and felt like you're cold? On a plane? If you just wore, if I was just wearing this. Yeah. yeah. I'll like have that light, like a light blanket yeah. on. And you felt cold though? You've gone on a yeah, plane and I felt cold? Yeah, I can feel cold, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'm saying like to the point where you're like, oh my God, I'm freezing. No. No. You've never gone on a plane and you're like, I'm freezing? No. Like I could sit through, a, I could sit through a flight in a short sleeve t-shirt and be okay. Jeez. See, I've, there's so many, I've, I mean, I've bought, bought, I've bought three hoodies, I think in airports. I always travel with a hoodie. Yeah. But I've forgotten oh. it once or twice and it's not a big deal. Yeah, see, I've forgotten it and I've had to buy oh, like no. the forty five dollars. Well, like, I love say. Arizona. Yeah. Easier to go to sleep in. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying just because I know that yeah, so I don't know. But that's just me. I, I don't like I don't do cold well. I don't do cold. I'll I'll do hot all day long. If it's a hundred degrees, I'll I'll love it. No problem. I just hate I think part of it too though You might like Phoenix though because it's like hot in the during the day and then it's cold at night and in the morning. When you like were desert when weather, we to, you might like desert weather. That's like when we went best, to Dallas in no, it was Waco that we went in the summer, right? Yeah, I love that. And it was hot. It was pretty hot when we were Waco, right? Yeah, I love that. But it was a very dry heat. And a very dry heat was nowhere like very dry a hundred is like Virginia eighty five. Oh, because yeah. dry, it gets dry heat's so humid. Like in Virginia, if it hits ninety, it's like we're walking in a swimming pool. Because it's like so humid outside. You walk outside and you're already drenched in sweat. Do you think offensive linemen are cold? Nah. Like when they you you've watched football when it's like snowing and there's yeah. they have no They're less cold they're just, than they're just wearing the sleeveless still. No, I they're think definitely they're fine. less think, cold than fine. your like shredded running back. Oh god. Do you think any of them are like, hey, I really would love to put on like a long layer, but everyone's not doing it. So like I have to be like, I, don't I have to think suck so. it up. I don't think so. No. Okay. Also, football guys are just a different breed. Yeah. I mean, they. I saw someone on Alabama. He was an offensive lineman, lost his helmet and just kept blocking. That the dude. was I, no, there was someone that lost their helmet and then ran 10 yards. That was the same the, day. And I like, dove in at people. Yeah. That's but, football. Football players yeah. are just different breeds. Hmm. 
Have you seen that coach? He was Nebraska. Disc golf's harder than football, though. A Nebraska strength coach. That, oh, headbutts the guy. And yeah, and well, bleeding. he's also just wearing uh just a beanie and then a short sleeve polo, uh, yeah. and it's literally like just downpouring snow. But it's the same guy that headbutts people. Yeah, it's that guy. There's oh, a great. Geez. He's just a, crazy. There's a great Northwestern. I think it's Northwestern that has like uh, their conditioning guy. And no matter what, he's just in a no, polo. That's, that's North. Yeah, yeah, Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, yeah I, said, I said the wrong team. Yeah, he's just in a polo, and it's like a size too small. Which yeah, he, there might not be a size big enough for him, and he's just jacked on the sideline. And you're just like, gosh, that guy could still play, probably. Yeah, but football football guys are different breeds. Yeah, They're just built different, man. They are. Um, what else is going on? I feel like there's a lot of like off season rumors. Still I feel happening. like, yeah, I feel like they're just, they're just all swirling. I get, I get new DMS every day of like, Oh my gosh, this person's going here. Yeah. What? Like, and I'm like, I'm, I actually kind of like it. Cause I'm starting to see like people being like, Hey, this person's starting to like tweets, the one I'm hearing, which is the, like the one I'm hearing the most is Ricky to DD. To DD. I've heard that, but I just, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it from, verified sources. Yeah, what are your we'll sources telling you? Where are your sources telling you? I haven't you? heard it from verified sources. I've heard it from a lot of like, yo, I got a friend that works at DD. It's definitely happening. But like, I can't trust that. That could be anyone DMing me. Mm. I did get a one today from someone that I do know lives in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, I've heard from some pretty credible people, Dickerson to Discraft. I was like, that'd be big. I've heard, I forget where I heard that. But I heard it somewhere that I was like, I don't trust that. It'll be interesting. And that, to this see. was a random person. So um, again, it's just hard for me to know. Are people just like, hey, Hunter's going to tweet and leak something? Let's make him leak something. And look like an idiot. Yeah. You can't ruin your reputation. How many? I also can't risk it on a Ricky or a Chris Dickerson one. I could risk like Gavin Rathbun yeah. and uh, Eric Oakley. Like I could risk it on those because like if they didn't move, not not like drastic. But if I tweeted out like Ricky Wysocki two DD confirmed when I don't have it a hundred percent and you're wrong on that. No one's believing a thing I say. How many, uh, how many, okay, this is interesting. Someone just said this. Chris is selling a lot of his discs on his Instagram at the moment. Do you look at, do you read into that guys that are like dumping a bunch of like, if I just I started, say, if I just started like selling all my discs, like when Ricky, hey, went to, here, uh, here's this, here's this, who wants it? Like, what is that like a sneak peek of like, ooh? Sometimes, sometimes. When Ricky went to Innova, he was doing like an Instagram live before anyone knew where he was going. He might have already left Latitude. I forget exactly what it was. He either had already left Latitude or like the rumors were started like they are right now where people thought he was leaving. He did an Instagram live and in the background in his van, you could see an Innova box. And so then, like was everyone, that on purpose? no, I don't think so. Because it, it didn't. It was very hard to notice, but at, like there was a solid like ten or fifteen people that screenshot it, and then like put that out there, and then those got shared like crazy. So then everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, it's official! Like, he really is going." And then like sure enough, like a month later, it was real. Huh. That was pretty crazy. But that's it the type of thing that like it, pros who are a lot on like the, social media, it's it's kind of tough. Because like you have to be, you might just be like for you, let's say this isn't a spoiler because you're not, but spoiler. let's just say that you were, do, you just got in a shipment of Innova discs for some reason. And like, you were like, oh, am I, is he leaving? And then you were mm-hmm. doing like a garage putt. And so they're in your garage. You're not thinking about it. And you're mm-hmm. just out there like doing your garage putt Q and A. Like I could see a lot of pros that happening of like, like Colton Montgomery the other day went live on his Instagram and was just going through his vault. And he had all of his discs in the background. They were all they were all uh, Discmania discs, obviously because yeah. he's with Discmania. But like 
things like that where you're like showing stuff to the camera and you're just not it. thinking like mm-hmm. what's in the background here to where like that's that's what happened to rick and i think that could happen to a lot of pros just like not thinking about it and you just have a box behind you well, what's, the, what's gonna be funny is when that happens to someone who's like not actually leaving like if well that's if paul had his old end of a storage box just like in a closet and so he's just like doing an instagram live and yeah. just like an end of a logo's behind him and everyone's like oh my gosh he's leaving he's like no i just was with them for so long there but it's behind me i think i think because we kind of tapped into this maybe two weeks ago about how like these contracts are just like not real contracts anymore. Like people are just leaving them at any moment to where now there's like this weird, um, like you would never, you, you know, the, the football analogy, right. Is like when these coaches announce that they're going to another team, that's the first time that you see them like there in that city or whatever you would never like see, uh, let's just say like the new Jacksonville Jaguars coach, right? You would, before they announced the coach, you would never see like a, a potential prospect hanging around in Jacksonville. For well, it's weeks. like, um, like they announce it and then they show up in Jacksonville. But I think with these, I think with these contracts, how they work sometimes is like they like wait. I mean, heck the one wh- who was the one that the other person said like goodbye. Was it Matty O? It was Matty O, right? Was yeah, that, Prodigy accidentally leaked. Yeah, it. they basically well, were like, they're it. like, hey, thank you so much. It was awesome. And Enjoy like, your time at Westside. And they were ne- Westside didn't even announce it yet. So there's like this weird thing of like where players are potentially throwing discs with who their new sponsor is before it's been announced. Yeah. So I've seen some of that on social media too, where they're like, hey, I just saw this person. Um, I think that was like the James Conrad thing. People were talking about how they were seeing him throwing MVP discs before the announcement from MVP. Yeah. Well, that's how the Eric so Oakley like, got leaked. There's like an interesting... Eric Oakley went out to film the like Team Infinite mm-hmm. announcement post, yeah. and people sent me pictures of him in Utah playing in a Team Infinite shirt. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. So like that was... <laughs> that's tough. tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Um, what I was about to say, it was like uh, only other sport I can think of that it happened was when LeBron was... People were like, is he leaving... Is he going to the Lakers mm-hmm. back then? He like enrolled his kids at a school in LA before before it was announced. Really, and he bought a house in LA, and so like people like it got leaked, and then like that? reporters were like, "Well, you have to remember like these athletes are on the road so much that like if he wanted his kids, they he wanted because uh, he wanted Bronny to go to Sierra Canyon or wherever he's at, mm-hmm. and so like if he wanted his if he wants his son to go to Sierra Canyon, it's not uncommon for a pro to buy a house in that area. Blah blah blah." But then, like two months later, he was going to LA, and so it was like when you look back at it, it was like, oh people yeah, that was in, legit. People got some insider information there. Yeah, that's the only thing I've ever go. like, only thing I've ever really heard. Did you break that? Did I break it? I didn't. I didn't break that. No, that would have been a sick one to leak somehow. Well, we'll see. LeBron I mean, James to LA confirmed. Sources have told me. We'll see what happens in the next what month or two. There's not really that much time left, right? Yeah, I mean, we should see the movement. I will say, let me see if I can find this email. A lot of people are saying Chris to Discraft. I don't know what that. I don't know. I, well, that's the thing. That's disc like, what golf, is the what's the information there? So so tight knit right now that you don't have to have a like news anchor or like some like if someone random tweeted Cristiano Ronaldo is going to Manchester United, just someone random and just a soccer. It, it fan. wouldn't pick up. It wouldn't steam. pick up steam. No, if they post that in a random Reddit thread, it's not picking up steam. Disc golf still so tight knit that if the same, maybe it's the person who DM'd me mm-hmm. puts it on Reddit, like, hey, I heard from a, or like commented on like a, a popular Facebook thing, 
like enough disc golfers are going to see it and then text their friends that like soon enough most of the sport most of the people who are like kind of in the circles of disc golf are going to have heard it very quickly because you don't have to be like an influencer or something in disc golf to get that news to spread quick enough because it's big enough news. Yeah, you just get. Whereas in other sports, people are like people to say it. And yeah, then, in other sports, people are like, "Oh, this you know user one four eight seven nine tweeted that." Like, we're not believing that, mm. even if it's dead true and he heard it from Cristiano Ronaldo himself. Mm. It's just that disc golf's a lot smaller. But I want to read back to the contract thing. I got an interesting email. I won't say who it's from because I don't know if they wanted to stay anonymous or not. Ooh. Um. Give me some insider emails, please. Let me make sure this doesn't say who they are. Can't leak your sources. No, never, here you go. Says, never leak your nah, sources. Be cool. It says, um, hey, Hunter, just listened to your last podcast on player contracts. I can tell you the in the negotiations we've been a part of, it would shock you how loosey-goosey some of these player contracts are. Loosey-goosey. We have, drafted ours by, we have ours drafted by lawyers, and most players, even some agents, have told us it's the first time they've seen a contract that's over a page long. Mm. Uh these are some of the top 10 players, too. We've, in, we've encountered many players that just have quote-unquote handshake contracts, which obviously aren't contracts at all. Mm. And then they, the rest of the email is what they actually need to email me about. So don't read that part. But Yeah, don't read that part. You know, that, that part's just behind-the-scenes yeah, stuff. You know? Behind-the-scenes. Um, did you... Uh, did you but get- yeah, I thought that was interesting. They're like, their first-hand experience with... And I, I know who... I obviously know this company that I'm talking about that sent me that email, and I know the players they're talking about, and... Like they're not kidding. Like these are some bigger name well, players in disc golf. And this is this is what I kind of this is why I kind of discussed at length at some point about where like it's the same thing that happened with social media is when something's very new uh, to both sides, right? To to the manufacturers. I mean, heck, do how many of these manufacturers have lawyers? Yeah. Like you know they might be able to reach out to someone to represent them, but how many of them are like have like people on the payroll as a lawyer? You know, a lawyer and retainer. And then how many of these players are uh, deep enough into it where they have a manager, an agent, or someone representing them? It's all very, very new. And this is where like things can kind of get squirrely. And, and um, you know, it's the same thing. Like for me, I did for the longest time, I did all my deals and stuff like that by myself, you know, and, you know, I would try to do my best. And a lot of it was literally just emails, like no contracts, literally them just saying, Hey, we'll pay you $20,000 to do this on YouTube. And I was like, all right, sounds good. And then I would do it. And then they would send me the money and I never had any problems. Thank God. But, um, you know, some of those deals, maybe I could have gotten 30,000. Who knows? I might've gotten underpaid. But the point is like at a certain point, it got to where I was like, I need someone to represent me a, because, it also got difficult to like uh, handle. You don't want to be the person. Like, let's say you're the main person at Trilogy, right? And you reach and I and you reach out to me saying, "Hey, Brody, we're at Trilogy. We really want to sign you." Yeah. And I'm like, "Sweet." And you like offer me, "Hey, we want to sign you for five years for X amount of dollars." And I'm like, "Okay." Now I have to come back and say, "Hey, you know what? Five five years. Let's do this." And I like. I want five you or ten thousand more. Like setting your worth. Now there's like a weird dynamic between me and you, kind of going back and forth. When if we ever have to, you know, obviously we have to work together. So like now there's kind of this weird thing, versus having someone third party come in and where like, like if, fight if they for have you. an issue, they're like, I really don't like Brody's agent, but yeah, I don't think it's exactly. Brody. I hate Brody. Brody's agent sucks to work for, but I have nothing against Brody. It's yeah. just it is what it is. So that's kind of where. Uh, that's kind of where it is. And, um, uh, Alex, you'd be surprised how much money you can make 
on YouTube for for some of these brand sponsorships. Twenty thousand dollars is not that much for a YouTube video. Well, just look at David Dobrik. What am I looking at? With like SeatGeek. I mean, the dude's giving away who knows how many Lamborghinis and different yeah. cars. Like, you no, think when he's you not get, paying for that stuff. Yeah, when I was doing like the trick shots and stuff like that, I mean, you know, we're talking we're talking close to six figures for a brand deal, which is just like wacko money. Well, that's just the future of advertising. <clears throat> well, not even the future. It's here now. No, it's here. Because yeah. like, well, because like company, bigger companies, it takes them a while to get to that next level. That's why Facebook ads were so cheap for so long. Mm-hmm. It's because like the Coca-Cola, Pepsis and stuff like that, they didn't look at Facebook advertising as a legit thing. So you'd be able to get insane ROI and trackable ROI for like nothing, dirt yeah. cheap, because no one was using it. The same thing happened with TikTok ads a little while ago, although TikTok ads, I feel like kind of suck because mm-hmm. like who who's watching it? You just scrolling right past it. Yeah, because yeah. you just pop up and you're like, oh, it's an ad. Scroll yeah. past it. Although I will say, true classic tease, they've ran a TikTok ad on me like 45 times. And now you're locked in? I'm not locked in because it's offensive. Because <laughs> the way they're running it is like, <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, you don't need to go to the gym to like look good. Just buy this tea. It'll cover your, it'll cover your gut. Oh, you feel like you look fat? It'll cover your gut. And I'm like, is it just listening to me? Oh. Like, how dare you? <laughs> I hate that. So I'm not buying their tea, but it's effective advertising because like it's made me think about it a number of times. And then I remember what their ad said. and I'm like, no, screw you. I'm not fat. I'm kind of fat. Uh, I am or I'm the one just dropped 499 in the chat. He says, if Trevor, Connor, Silas or Hunter were pros, what disc companies do you think they represent? Just based on feeling. All right, let me go. Oh, heck yeah. Let me we go. did this segment last week for actual pros. We said, like, what what do they represent? But I'm, I'm interested to hear you on this. Yeah, let me go my opinion, I guess. I mean, do people want to hear your opinion, too? Sure, I'll give I mine mean, on everyone I, but me. But you and then Silas. Well, no, I can, say what, I can say what company I'd want to represent the most. Okay, yeah. and then Silas, you can do the same. Oh, boy. Everyone but you. This should be electric. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I think Trevor... Mm, well okay i'll go you you're easiest i think you're innova i think silas is gateway <laughs> oh heck yeah <laughs> oh man what come on heck man. yeah what you can't How, what's wrong with gateway nothing man we just placed a, a decent sized gateway restock i'm gonna say it's, it's flying off the shelf uh, of the silas it's i'm flying. gonna i mean trevor was with trilogy but i'm gonna say trevor to mvp mm. dark horse and then I'm going to go even more dark horse for Connor. I'm going to give Connor. Hmm, it's between two. I'm going to give him. Uh, let's give Connor legacy. Oh, ooh. let's give Connor legacy. Boy, oh. let's give All right. Connor so legacy. <laughs> starting with me, the company I would want to most represent would be Innova just because like yeah I called that yeah well I mean that I don't think that that's the company that fits me feel wise the most but I just I'm an Innova simp there's no way around it I love I love everything about Innova he I just can't. bought FDs yeah well no that, you that, literally just bought Innova disc I just spent like two minutes before bucks. this two minutes before this there's just something about it I'm just it's nostalgia really it's just what I learned to play disc golf with so I want to go back yeah, to it's it fine, always because I've it yeah. is what it is um Connor no I'll save Connor for last Trevor, Trevor's tough. Um, trying to think of like Trevor feelings, and then like someone said, Prodigy. Trevor. I think Trevor would be Discmania. 
He would love that. I don't know why. He would love that. I'm just going off of feel alone. I think I could feel Trevor with Discmania. He, he feels like he has that kind of like walks in the room and you're like, oh, frick. Like that's a Discmania <laughs> guy right there. I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about like Discmania players. Is like they all walk in and they just have like this swagger to them. Uh, and so yeah, like, Kyle Trev- Klein, swagger. I completely agree. Well, not like they're walking with swagger. It's just like when they walk into a room, <laughs> like I can just like I can see a disc a disc. Simon player. super swag. I think I'm thinking more European. Super swag. <laughs> yeah, who's on their team? Who's on their team that's swagger that has swag? None of those people I think have swag. Well, not natural, like not that type of swagger. It's just like when they walk into a room, you're like, oh, that's a discmania player. Like you just know it. I feel like if Trevor walked in as a discmania. <laughs> Trevor's like, what, a, Trevor's like a Finnish Discmania player. I don't know what your argument like, is. Let me, I'll find yeah, dude, a, On to the next one. Okay, uh, I don't think for, you know what swag means. No, no, not that type of swagger. Not you're like It's like a, a... They have the Discmania swagger. What is the Discmania swagger? You, that's, you, I mean, can you put words to what swagger is in general? It's just like <laughs> yeah, a, a thing. Yeah, something that comes like, in that has an extreme amount of confidence. Yeah, like there Discmania. They have a, they, perfect. They have an extreme amount of like disc golf confidence. Okay. That's like the Discmania. But swagger. I don't think I don't think they're walking into a room looking, and that like comes out when they walk into a room. Maybe when it's on a course. Okay, there you go. Maybe that's what I'm going for. Just like when I see a, someone said, Hunter is saying that they demand your attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Oh, also, just someone did mention the Gator shirt. I had to wear this just because of the absolute murdering that happened. Uh, there was a murder. Uh, the Gators got murdered, mm. and. I thought they were going to be a good basketball team this year. I was excited. And then they just, they were 20, I think they were a 22 pay, uh, point favorite to JMU and they uh, they lost outright. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, I mean, All right, so Florida, have, will, Florida will beat Duke though in March Madness. Not a chance. They're in, Florida might not even make it to March Madness. If they that's, just lost to JMU. That's actually very true. Um, that's actually very sad. Silas, 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 Silas. I think Gateway is a perfect pick. No. It doesn't get better. No. Uh, uh, man, Silas. I'll say the wizard feels pretty good. Silas, I'm going Prodigy. Mm, no, Silas is a mixed bag EV7 yeah. player. Ooh. That's what Silas is. <laughs> Silas EV7. is a mixed bag EV7 pro. That's what Silas is. All right, Connor's Gateway. Okay. Connor just fits. Sorry, Connor. Is he just throwing all hemp discs? No, oh. no. He just like. <laughs> I feel like Gateway. Got gateway. The organic hemp yeah, blend. Straight. Hemp. Here's here's my hot take on Gateway. All right. Gateway as of right now is, is like that. Like no, not oh, okay. the future. But it's the it's the future hipster brand. Like when hipsters get into disc golf, I feel like they're gonna see Gateway as like. I feel like hipsters are already into disc golf. I some, like most, somewhat. I feel like most disc golfers are no, absolutely no. True hipsters, what's, like specialty, the, like specialty coffee true? drinking hipsters. No, they're not into disc golf yet. They're Those getting into, are disc be into disc golf. They're getting into it now because they're, it, they're getting there? it matches the like outdoors hiking vibe. Oh, uh, so I think as I would they consider most well maybe. I wouldn't say okay, hipster. Your like, average disc golfer is thinking, a 35-year-old hipster dad. 35-year-olds, nine times out of 10, aren't hipsters. Oh, I'm confusing hippies and hipsters. Yes. I might be. Hipsters yeah, are like I the new be. hippies. Yeah. Okay. And that's that, what I'm saying. That, like, I was doing the same thing. I was doing the same no, thing. Yeah. Hipsters like yeah, no, I'm, skinny I'm, jean wearing like... Okay, yeah. No, these are not skinny. These are... I'm thinking of like cargo pants, cargo shorts. Connor, in and of himself, is not a hipster, but Connor's like style is hipster. Connor's yes. very hipster. Yeah. 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 So I'm thinking like 
I think when when hipsters are, are like getting into disc golf, I think they're going to see Gateway. Can we do that skinny jeans challenge? Heck yeah. For <laughs> disc golf? Uh, I think the Gateway is going to seem like that like vintage, like, oh yeah, I'm throwing Gateway before it's cool brand. Mm. Okay. So I think I think Connor's. All right, Silas, give us give Connor's us your Gateway. Say Brody? Give us your no, pick. well, Brody's you discraft. Yeah, you can't. Say uh, it's tough it. for Brody just because like he's only ever thrown discraft. So oh oh no! Okay, I'll start with Connor. You can't oh, really no, envision man. something outside of it. All right, Connor. This one, this one had some thought. Connor's going to cast blast. Oh, Ooh, the okay. real hipster okay. brand. That is. That would probably be a more hipster brand. I should have thought of it. Good job, Silas. That's a good pick. Okay, and then we have. I'm gonna go you at Anova. Okay, nice. And then I'm gonna go Trevor. Hmm. Trevor's the toughest one, I think. I don't think there's any gateway hate. I'm going. I think it's just like a dark horse brand. No, I love gateway. Tre- Trevor is going Trevor to. Puts with Trevor's gateway. going to Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Trevor's been with Prodigy before. Yeah, I could see that. As, then, as have and I. And you're with Innova. Yeah. yeah, you Innova is like the easiest one. I you're, think gateway. You Innova, man. I think gateway makes the best putters on the market. They're mid and fairways. I haven't thrown enough. The element's kind of sick. I used to throw that. Yeah. I want to try out, oh, what is it? Is it the Assassin that just came in? There's some disc that came in that feels good as a fairway driver, but I haven't given much other Assassin's than Assassin's a cool Yeah, name. yeah. I, I used to putt Assassin. with, uh, I used we to do my normal putts with a PA3, and then I jump putted with a Voodoo because it was just like, I might actually need to go back to that. That was sick. It was uh, laser straight from outside the circle. Like if it started high to the basket flat, it was going in every time. Mm. It was great. That was a good. That was a good little topic. Yeah, that I was like a good that. topic. That got us. That got us somewhere. I appreciate that. I don't know where this, we're at, but we're somewhere. No, I know this is this is like a kind of a this is like a weird part of the season. I mean, it's the off season, obviously, but like this is like a weird part of. This like, is the slowest part of the off season, typically. It's just it's 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 difficult because when the off season hits because there isn't really that much of an off season for golf yeah there really isn't like there are still like some they just had the hero happen uh they still have like some smaller tournaments going on um but like really like at the end of october i mean it like shuts down like guys because people are playing like a tiers and stuff but no one really cares like do you care do you care i mean i like thomas gilbert big thomas gilbert fan but do you care that he just won the Chainhawk Open down in Gainesville? Didn't even know that happened. Yeah, I don't care at all. Mm-mm. I don't think anyone cares other than Thomas. Well, I think that's what the Pro Tour it's good is. for Thomas. The Pro Tour is trying to start doing, like with the Silver Series next year, going to carry on into mm. December almost. Mm. To where like if it was a Silver Series event, then people are talking about it and caring. The thing is, though, is they they have to really do like Southern. You can't you can't be having people play tournaments when it's thirty degrees out. We've already discussed this. You can't do it. No, yeah, I think it. a lot of players. Be, it's got to be in the South. Angle players, but you can do the South. Like yeah, it's Florida. Be I mean, I think it'd go. be sick. I think it'd be sick if like October to February ish. What is that? October, November, December, January, February. Five months. If like five months was like, um, I mean, you could even push into March a little bit if you wanted to. But like that, if that was like the the uh, secondary tour, like the the tour that got you on the Disc Golf Pro Tour, mm. if that was being run during that, then you could have like stuff all year round. That could be really fun. 
Because yeah. then you could see like the future. Or if college call see that that's what I think needs to happen. College disc golf. I think college disc golf needs to get bigger. Yeah. So then there's like more stuff. Because college, college disc golf is happening right now, right? Well, kind it's of? on a break. That's a tough part, is Christmas break and exams uh-huh. eat up from basically the week after Thanksgiving till beginning like mid January. Okay. So there is so you a have lo- this like month, but college disc golf goes from August to April. Yeah. So you got so you got like, you know january and february you got stuff going on so yeah but again like do people care about college disc golf right now not no yet. Not can yet. we get people to care about it maybe i don't know i think we need a few more big name schools um to get in just because like like the number one school in the country right now is unc charlotte mm-hmm. by ratings by everything number two is liberty the only like big name school that like texas a&m has is good but i don't consider them like a big big name but like clemson big name school mm-hmm. alabama's had a team i don't remember if they've ever been really good the best like dynasty team was ferris state which is a community college mm-hmm. i think if you were having like duke and you were having like um blanking on a bunch of names alabama lsu well, I think all that ne- oklahoma i think all you really need you just need or like if i'm a duke fan and I see, oh, Duke has a disc golf team and they're playing. I think I'm caring more. I, I am think, a Duke fan. I think I you need, more. I think you need like a, uh, not a blueprint, but like a past history of like players coming up through disc golf in college. Aaron so, Gossage was a, was a collegiate disc golfer. No, but I'm saying like to the point of where they're, they're big, big, big. And I think you need a lot more than currently one. You just name one person. Well, you didn't let me keep naming them. Okay. Keep going. I'm have to well, keep Well, you're thinking. not going to college for disc golf. No, that's a side. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're good enough, if you're good enough to make it, well, I think, I think when the tour gets more uh, deep, right, there's better players on the tour from top to bottom to where now, if you, let's say that you were kind of thinking about going, like you were kind of on the fringe of being able to get on tour potentially, you might just go to college, get a degree, get better at disc golf, and then come out and play. Where right now, I mean, you're seeing like 18, 19 year olds be able to jump on tour and be competitive. 16 year olds, yeah. Which is true for, you know, a lot of other sports as well. But I I think the tour will eventually, as you know, all these kids right now that are getting better, as they get older, they'll they'll round out the tour to where now, you know, there'll be very it'll be very, very few people coming out of high school, let's say, that are good enough to start touring. Yeah. And so then they basically will go to college, get a degree, get something that they could potentially fall back on if yeah. they need to, and then try to make the tour. Where right now it's like, I mean, you anyone anyone can like sign up pretty much for a disc golf pro tour event. Yeah. And if they get on there and they do well, then it's like, yeah, I think there's just not a lot of like, as of right now, there's not a lot of notoriety of like, like some brought up a great point. Raven Newsom played for NC state. Mm -hmm. I played against him two years. Yeah. My last two years of college played against Raven Newsom. Uh, Grady shoe was there at UNC Charlotte. My freshman year, Mm -hmm. James Proctor, uh, won nationals, I believe, the year before I came. Um, I believe Aaron Gossage, like I said, I think he played for like Oregon State or something. I think there just needs to be more time. There needs to be more but time. But they're also like the media needs to focus on it, not necessarily the collegiate disc golf itself, but like 
like you don't need to have like a media teams covering college disc golf tournaments every weekend. No, but we try to on Grip Locked at least like at least the talk big about event, it, the big event. But the big event, and then the college disc golf social media itself needs to do a better job of like covering what's going on because we're trying to cover it as a as Third a podcast party, like in the past, yeah, and. The only way we can do so is if the teams upload the results and they're accurate to the PDGA. And then we're looking at it and it's like the way the collegiate format is, it's kind of hard to know like stand out. Sometimes the players are put in and they're not linked to a team. So if you don't know the team's roster, you'll see like Brandon Robertson shred a tournament and you'll be looking at it. And like if I didn't know he went to UNC Charlotte or goes to, he's still there. Then I'd be looking at it like, okay, this guy shredded, but like, what team did he just shred for? Mm. That means nothing to me. Yeah. And so all I know is UNC Charlotte won. Brandon Robertson might have played for him, but with how much of a team sport college disc golf is, like, the guy can win a tournament, and the other three players did awful, and they didn't win the overall tournament. Yeah. So there, I think there's a lot of things that need to be done, but I definitely think like media, like it would be kind of cool if like when Raven Newsom's brought up, if someone was like, yeah, you know, at NC State, he actually had a really successful college disc golf career. Like, that's a cool little fact to throw in there. Like, to talk about it at all time with other sports. I think that's something that disc golfers watching the Pro Tour would be interested in. Know where people played from. Yeah. yeah, or at least just hear, like, oh, wow, he was an All-American in college oh, disc golf. We got a super chat that we missed. Yeah, I saw it a while back. Um, Alan with the Fiverr says, should disc golf do a manufacturer cup, a four-man team, single and doubles, similar to the Ryder Cup? So, let's just say Ryder Cup kind of, I mean, that the only thing is like the reason why I think the Ryder Cup's so good is it's because it's USA versus Well, that's what the President's Europe. Cup. We just need the President's Cup to come back, it, which it probably will this year with the Arcade Open. I think you could do like a fun like celeb- uh, a fun like um, charity event if you want to do that with like the manufacturers thing. It could be like a fun charity thing of where it's like Team Discraft versus Team Innova versus Team whatever and you could have like a bracket or something and you could do that. That could be fun. I've seen that in like other sports. It doesn't do that well because those end up turning into kind of just like a marketing fest of where the companies are all just trying to shove their products down their throat. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I, I think you could if you if it was done by like maybe the Disc Golf Pro Tour or by like someone outside of like people directly involved with the manufacturers. Yeah. Then I think it could kind of be cool. Because then you would have like, you know, Paul and Adam team yeah. up versus Simon and Eagle versus I think it's a really cool Ricky and Calvin and YouTube stuff. video idea. Yeah. I don't off, I don't know if I don't yeah, I don't know if you could go. We could do that. I mean, that could be a fun like I think that'd be like you said, that'd be a really fun video for us to do to have um we would have eight guys, right? Yeah. Eight guys going two, 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 mm-hmm. something like that. And you just play like I mean I know, you have to do it on the other. I thing know is, Ulti World does. They like, do, you do like alt, you can do alt shot. I mean, Ulti World does like a season long. I forget what they call it, but they give basically each manufacturer points based on how their team finish at like elite series events, mm. and then they have like who won. They might call it the Manufacturers Cup. Ulti World does an article like throughout the year, but that's the closest thing we have. I mean, yeah. I, it's a cool idea. But I liked, I would like to see the President's Cup, which is what we called it. Yeah, that's what I'd like I to want. see that ironed out. And like, I'm curious once it comes back, like hopefully it comes back this year. I don't know if it, that's the plan or not. How much more hype is around it? 
Because like when oh. it happened last, like it was a cool thing, and we all heard about it, and like pros post about it on social media, but it wasn't like a crazy hyped up thing. Well, it's you gotta you gotta also have you gotta have the, you gotta start creating the history. You gotta start creating to where the fans really really matter. Because um, little insider knowledge: when Europe lost this past Ryder Cup, there were guys that were like crying back like in the hotel rooms and like basically like super like they fed they let their team down yeah right and and you wouldn't see that i don't think you would see that right now in the president's cup just because like you said like the history hasn't been yeah, it's there, not there it hasn't to where up. yeah and so i think the only way you can do that is like you got to start doing it you got to start get it going now especially if you can start balancing it back between USA, Europe, USA, Europe and have good crowds show up and stuff. And then the trash talking gets going and with the fans and all that. And like you start really seeing how badly people want the cup to come back. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that would be awesome to see. I would love, I would love to just attend and watch. I mean, yeah. obviously it'd be sick to be able to play, but um, they've also only, in my mind, I could be wrong here. They've only ever done it in Europe just because when the European Open would happen, the top players in the U.S. would already come over. Mm. And it was hard to find a time back in the day when For all the top to players back. from Europe were in the U.S. Oh, gotcha. But nowadays, that's not a hard thing. No. Well, once COVID restrictions lift and stuff like that, hopefully this year is like Worlds. It's not going to be a hard thing yeah. to where it'd be cool to have it like rotate. So like this year, it's in the U.S. Next year, it's in Europe. This year, I think that'd be cool. I also want the Australian Open back, but that's a completely separate thing. <laughs> I love Australia. It's good. All right, let's take some calls. Let's bring in some people. Um, we'll see if anyone jumps on here. I mean, it's been a hot minute since we really had someone come on and like contest us about anything. Mostly, we've been getting questions from a lot of you guys, which we appreciate. Like, it's not a problem. Like, and you know, we do have a uh, Patreon only podcast now um, that we basically do a Q and A. So we'll we have you know, you guys submit questions and then we basically answer them for you. So that, that's a good place to kind of get a better one-on-one -on -one with, you know, a specific question. You know, if it's a good question, we'll answer it real quick, but we are looking for people that maybe disagree with us on certain topics. Uh, the disc golf pro tour obviously posted, you know, something about me, which is always going to cause controversy and stir up. I mean, I don't even have to do anything anymore. Someone else posts something and all of a sudden people just go start going nuts. Uh, so there were some people saying some stupid stuff in the comments there that made me giggle a little bit and laugh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see if anyone actually calls in. We'll see what's up. We got someone? Yeah, we got someone. Oh, okay. What's the number, Silas, real quick? Then you put it up? It's yeah, I put it up. It's four three four two one eight three six zero two. Boom. Call in. We got someone on the call. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. What's good? Sweet. Uh what's up, man? My name is Brian. Checking in from oh. South Carolina. Okay, very nice. Uh go Gamecocks. No shade at the Gators. No, it's fine, man. <laughs> Uh, I got a quick little hot take for you. Right. Um, I'm thinking that the future of disc golf is headed towards the upstate of South Carolina, actually, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Micah Gross, Evan Scott are both from the upstate of South Carolina. Um, all the disc, disc golf courses and stuff around here, uh, what do you think about that? Are you, oh, are you you're saying like uh, the future as in like the those two players? Well, who's the first Top player you said? Yeah. 
Micah Groth. Uh, Micah Groth. They both won the. Um, oh, he won the Amworlds. Back, That's back right. Years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've played. I believe I played with Evan Scott. Right. Yeah. He was at, Battle for Bedford. Yeah. They were both a Battle for Bedford. Actually. I didn't play with Micah. I played with Evan. Uh, kids got kids got crazy amounts of talent for sure. It, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, I haven't been in disc golf long enough to kind of see like if players like phase out because that happens all the time in other sports where you see someone that's in high school have incredible talent and then it just never pans out for them. I don't know. I don't see that happening. Golf, same way. Tons of kids, tons of kids have incredible golf talent and then they just never turn out into anything. I don't see that happening in disc golf right now just because the barrier of entry is like nothing. So it's like for him to go for, for Evan, for example, to go and like, if he wanted to, he could start touring full time next year. There's nothing stopping him from basically playing every tournament. And all he needs to do is finish a couple of good tournaments and he's set sometimes in these other sports, like it takes a while. And then you also like golf, you have to just, you could be really, really good and just never get that opportunity to like actually make it through. If that makes sense. And then you yeah, eventually, you know, you eventually like after four or five years of trying, you're like, I got to get a real job. And then you're out where disc golf, it's like, if you really wanted to, we were talking about this earlier, disc golf is set up in a way to where if you really don't care about your lifestyle, you can go tour full time and make enough money to pay your bills. If you don't care about your lifestyle, if you don't have a family, kids, anything like that, you don't have a house, you don't have to pay rent. You don't have to do any of that, right? You can if you're good enough, which right now you don't even have to be that necessarily that good, you can go full-time tour and make enough money to just like pay the gas, pay what you need to eat, sleep in your car, good to go. So um, I'm curious. I don't know if you've seen players that you're like, oh my gosh, this is the next guy that's going to be legit. And then they just like never become anything. But I don't... Most of the time, it doesn't necessarily happen because in disc golf up to this point, because they've just like never been able to get good enough. Um, but a lot of times it's been like, I can't even say a lot of times. The one specific but I'm Evan thinking Scott, of. Evan Scott's good enough right now to compete. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not, it hasn't happened to the, the point of like Evan Scott just like, this is his peak and he for some reason just never gets good enough to like win a world or something. It's more so happened like James Proctor, where he was insane. He was very, very, he still is very, very good, but he just loved something else more. He loves mm. his job because the money's not there. Not even necessarily the money. Like he just love. I think he's a special ed teacher, and he just loves that. To where like I don't know how much money, or if there is an amount of money of like I I love disc golf more. I'm sh- I'm I mean I f- I feel like when I talked to him, he was pretty much like if the money was there, he would full he would full time. That could be true. That's probably true for even more players of like I uh, like they're great it's local again, pros. The whole, it's the and whole it's like it's the whole lifestyle. Yeah, right. Like. If you if you want to live in your car, eat, you know, whatever meals like out of cans and stuff, right? And yeah. then just like pay gas week to week, you can do that and uh, you know, hopefully eventually make it to where you're not doing that and you're making some sort of money, right? But there's a lot of people that don't want to live that lifestyle. Yeah. And so they maybe in their mind they're like I'm I'm going to go to a couple tournaments and if they just don't play well in those couple tournaments, and like you said, they're just kind of like yeah. go back to their other full-time job or whatever. Now, but, as for the location, as far as like, would you say Upper South Carolina? Yeah, he's saying yeah, that's the South future. Carolina. So basically like Rock Hill, Charlotte area. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's hard for only thing I would say about that area is it's so developed with disc golf and there's so much disc golf history that I don't know if I'd call it the future simply because it's been such a large part of the past that like it's hard in my head I think there's just like other parts of the country where like disc golf is really like for instance Illinois where there's like crazy courses that are going in right now that are built for today's game that are just like like Northwoods Black that you don't know what that's going to be able to produce out of a player because like y'all have like uh Remy Gold, Renaissance Gold, uh, R.L. Smith, Hornets Nest, like some good championship caliber, but it's like a different type of championship caliber than what's on tour now to where I'm interested what five, ten years from now, courses who are like courses that are going in right now, they're like the future tour championship caliber. And then you have 16 year olds playing that week in and week out what that's going to produce. It's so interesting because it does matter. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm up here, right, is to be able to practice on some high-level wooded courses because if you don't have those courses available for you to practice, uh, you're just never going to get good in in those situations. Yeah, you're going to get in the woods and not know what to do. Yeah, and it's crazy that... It's crazy that you have to like South live. Carolina and North Carolina won't have that problem. Yeah, it's crazy you have to live in certain areas, you know, to be able to like practice. Yeah, for your sport. But would you say it's for that instance? Would you say it's more beneficial to definitely be in the wooded courses? Yeah. Yes. And then because, branch out to you know more open courses. Well, open courses, you can just learn all that stuff. You can you can make those holes by yourself in fields, right? Yeah. So right. So you can set. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm on a football field. I need to throw this hyzer, and I'm just gonna say like, from this yard line to this yard line is out of bounds, and I gotta like throw it in. Like you can set all those scenarios. It's very hard if you don't have a wooded course. And trust me, I tried to like set up like a 400 foot wooded type hole. It, I mean, if you don't have it, you don't have it. So, um, yeah, I think I think if you're trying to get uh, well developed you know, both sides, woods and open, you got to go somewhere that has wooded courses. Yeah. Well, also if you're playing everything in the woods and then you get to an open course, it's going to just feel kind of easy because you're like, oh my word, the I courses, don't have to the line. Bro, but wait, then wait, you, wait until you see these videos of me playing in Phoenix. It was night and day. Oh, like skill, like how oh. much better you're playing? Yeah. Well, because then when you flip-flop... You're, you're just throwing huge highs. If all you'd ever played was wide-open courses, and then you get thrown into tight woods... Night-night. You're, you're like, gone. what on earth? But yeah. like, you can know what your disc is going to do and how to like bend it and shape it, and that doesn't change magically when you're in the open. Yeah. You're still going to need to shape shots. Very true. So I think there's a huge advantage learning to play in the woods versus playing in the open. Very true. Sweet. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. Have a nice night. See you, man. I think one of the biggest advantages the open gives over the woods is just power. being used to wind. Oh, I was going to say power. But you, you can you develop. Learn, you'd learn to throw far. That's the thing. is you, As long as you have a field, you can learn wind yeah. and power. If you go to the field, for you sure. You can't just make woods appear. No, it's true. I wish. We have another caller? Hey, I wish hey it was like Minecraft. Hello? Hey, this is uh, Nick from Asheville, North Carolina. What's up, guys? What's good? What's good? Brody, I actually met you at a uh, ultimate clinic in Jacksonville, Florida, like oh, that was ten years a ago. Long time ago. Heck yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hey guys, a uh, couple things. Um, first of all, uh, I guess my hot take to get things started is just uh, talking about mystery boxes. The big thing going on right now. Um, 
I, you know, some people are doing them right. Some people not so much. Um, is it just a way to clear out old inventory and maybe throw one hype disc in there or what? Mystery boxes in general? Um, I mean, you know, like I, I, I've seen the feedback about the foundation ones. I didn't get yours. I mean, like mm -hmm. the golden goose was super sick. Um, there were like those cool misprint discs in there, but it seemed, I saw, you know, a lot of nomads and I, I don't want to come after you guys cause I love you guys. I just, uh, just kind of seeing your take on it. I mean, it's yeah. a cool way to get some discs, but for like collectors and stuff like that. I, is I it, think uh, for us at least, and I think for a lot of companies, it's a reflection of inventory to a certain point to where it's not necessarily like getting rid of bad movers or slow movers, but to some people, the nomad would be the sickest disc they could get. And to other people, they get a nomad and they're like, oh my gosh, this sucks. So like, it's a, that's the whole draw of a mystery box is you don't know what you're going to get and so for us, we have a lot of nomads. And so therefore our mystery boxes have a lot of nomads. We can't put discs in, we don't have. And so like, I think that was where it's, mystery boxes are always interesting just because like I said, like what each player is different. So some people might freak out over getting a uh, judge. They might love the judge. Other people might get the judge and be like, this sucks. Some people might get the Luna and be like, heck yeah, I really wanted a Luna. Other people might get a Luna and be like, that sucked. I wish I yeah. wish it had this in it. I, this is what I think of mystery boxes. I think one, it forces some people to try discs that they would never try, which I think is a cool thing, right? Um, but then the other thing is, obviously, we learned a lot of stuff. This was the first. I think this was really the first year that we did mystery boxes, and um, we obviously had some really cool. We had a bunch of like misprint TI undertakers that didn't go out to anyone. The only way of getting them was in a mystery box. Same thing with the rocket roaches. Some of them were really cool, like double stamp that were like outlined. Those were sick. Um, but I think what we're going to do in the future is have like specific discs that are just for the mystery boxes. Mm -hmm. So, so the way that we had it right now is like every mystery box ended up having like one cool, like limited edition disc. Yeah. But it was like discs that were kind of already, already kind of give like some of them were like photon zones, right? So you could theoretically already have gotten that photon zone, could have bought it when that first came out, right? Yeah. And then it comes in and you're like, this sucks. Yeah, you got it. So I think what we're going to do, and hopefully this is something that obviously the manufacturers can help us with, because again, we're kind of at their mercy, is have certain discs that the only way that you can get them is in a mystery box at the end of, you know, at the end of the year, basically, and have like two or three, maybe probably three sounds good. Um, and so you know that you're going to get one of those three in each mystery box. And then, like I said, the other thing with the discs that you're getting, the idea is we're hopefully giving you discs at obviously a discounted price because ours was $50 for four discs. So that was 12 bucks a disc, which is on average, like what, $3 cheaper, three or $4 off each disc roughly. I don't know what average did, but yeah, there was, there was a discount like across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Discount on each disc. So the idea was like, I think that if we did that next year, I think the people that Hunter was talking about where it's like you get a photon zone and to some people they'd be like, sick, these sold out and I never got a chance to buy them. And other people are like, I already have three of these. I don't really want another one. I think that would alleviate that problem and then potentially give people discs that they never thought of even trying. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit and just kind of hear you guys no, thoughts I, on that I, one. I understand what I know saying. that it's been, it's been a discussion you guys have definitely had, I'm sure, recently. And, uh, you know, I, I thought they were pretty awesome. I didn't end up getting one because I missed it. But uh, the uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Brody, and this is something that I talked to you about like 10 years ago. Yeah. But uh, I come from Ultimate as well. And, um, and, and just for context on the last thing, I work at a retailer too, so I appreciate what you guys were doing with that, and I think it was a really cool thing to do, and I'm sure you learned a lot, and it'll be even more hype next time. But, uh, so I come from Ultimate as well, Brody, and uh, I throw a lot of scubers, tomahawks, mm-hmm. um, and I guess a scuba is just a tomahawk that goes you know, horizontal, uh, I guess. Everyone says something different. Mm-hmm. But uh, I throw like a an like a old neutral ching disc that's uh, n- like understable to mid range. Um, it's got the divots in the top. Um, I-, I know a lot of people throw overstable discs. I just kind of wanted to see like, what was your thoughts on like disc selection? You know, I use mine more as like a get out of jail free. Uh, I try to have it hit the ground before it cuts back left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it doesn't get the full flight out of it and just kind of lands flat and skids in. Yep. Um, I know that's not really a, a thing that most people do. It's kind of odd. I yeah. use it with more tomahawks. I'm just kind of want to see your thoughts on that. I know it's kind of open ended, but you're the scuba guy. So yeah, I mean, I obviously I love the scuba. I think the scuba is super valuable in lots of different scenarios. Um, the hammer, you know, tomahawk hammer, however you want to say it, uh, it obviously comes in with a lot more heat, a lot more power. I will say it is kind of interesting because like if you were throw if you only could throw an ultimate disc for example, right? The hammer I would almost throw like if disc golf was only allowed to use an ultimate disc, I would probably throw the hammer as an upshot more than any other throw. Mainly because I can control that coming down at a certain point and when it hits the ground, it's basically just like staying at that spot where if you're throwing a backhand or a forehand, you're now having to try to have the glide of the disc land at a certain spot, and that's a lot harder. The problem is the reason why you don't see me throwing hammers or tomahawks that much in like an open field as an approach shot is because you have an overstable disc. So you have a disc that basically allows you to throw a backhand or a forehand that wants to get to the ground. And I just think throwing like a spike, kind of like a hysery forehand with a zone and having it drop in is going to be a disc that you're going to be able to replicate a lot more than having to throw a hammer or tomahawk. That's why, that's why Interesting. I, I, I appreciate your take on it. man. Yeah, Thank of you. course, man. And I appreciate you calling in. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. All Have right, a great night. Appreciate you having me on. Um, someone said earlier, before we take another call, they said, uh, I find it troubling that 99% of the conversation is male player. So I'm guess talking about MPO, MPO, the FPO is important. Kristen Tatar contract is big. So this is kind of an interesting thing moving forward is again, it kind of goes back to how, like you were talking about how disc golf is kind of like small right now. And, you know, someone says something and all of a sudden it gets spread as a rumor. Uh, it's kind of like that same thing where, it's small to where people, when they're like, Hey, you have a disc golf show. You need to talk about all things disc golf. And I don't, I don't necessarily take, I don't necessarily agree with that take. Some people might disagree with me. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that if you want to talk about disc golf, you are forced to talk about the entire landscape of disc golf. Um, we rarely ever really even talk about, 
amateurs, right? We don't really talk about that was the first time I think when the, he brought up Mike Micah what Grove? Groth. Groth. That was like the first time we probably even talked about an amateur tournament or something at length. I and mean, it wasn't even that long. I just think it's it's interesting because it doesn't you don't see it in other sports, right? If there's a podcast well, the, about if there's a podcast about golf and they want to talk about the PJ Tour, they talk about the PJ Tour. Sure. If it's a podcast about golf and they want to talk to, about the LPGA Tour, they talk about that. Well, exactly. That's there's, the difference. There's tons of podcasts that talk about the NBA and don't ever mention the WNBA at all. And so right now it's but like that's, it's this idea of where we I would say that's the difference though, is we don't have a LDGPT. So right now, if you talk about Idlewild, you're talking about the same exact event. Both FPO oh, and MPO played the event. I see. Now I agree. When we're talking like stats, and someone says like who's the best putter, or whatever, like in our, in my head, I'm immediately going MPO because that's what I relate to the most. If we had Hannah McBeth sitting here, she'd immediately mm-hmm. go FPO because that's who she relates to the most. So on that side, like sure, that's I guess what you're more saying of like if I'm someone a, if just, someone asks a debate topic or we talk about changes to the Pro Tour, I'm going to talk about stuff I know. We're talking about stuff you know. Sure. Yes. When we're talking results, like. I think that's more where Griplock plays in. Of yeah, like, you guys, you guys cover everything. You cover because it's sure. right now. It's the same tour in the same sport. If there, when a split eventually happens, then yeah, we'll have to have an LDGPT tour or whatever they end up calling the maybe the LPDGA, whatever it ends up being mm-hmm. for the FPO side and then a male side because they'll yeah. be at different tournaments. And so we, we, MPO will be at Ottawa this week, and FPO will be at Ledgestone. And it's like you can't cover both tournaments at the same time. Like that's impossible. But when they're all together and they're all there. I mean, that's the whole point of them being together is so that media talks about them both, coverage is about them both, fans get to watch them both because that's how the FPO side is going to grow. And we talked about when Kristen signed that big deal, we talked about that big deal. If yes. someone, if a big FPO player switches manufacturers... Like we'll, if when Paige switched we'll, to we'll talk. We'll talk about that we stuff. We talked about it on Griplocked for I'm just not a going, long time. I'm not going to relate to FPO more than I relate to the MPO. Yeah, when and that's the other thing too is. is right now... I haven't heard an FPO rumor as far as trades go. So if we're talking specifically about the trades, like if I would have heard about the Kristen Zatar thing before it happened, yeah, that's just that's a very big storyline. Yeah, I, I, was, I why would I not bring that? Up? I just don't know if like people need to. I don't want to. I don't. I, think if, I will if the never. Podcast goes I don't, on, this podcast will never turn into something of where we are feeling like we're pressured to cover no, something exactly if there's it something should be to, stuff that we want to talk about if there's something to cover we cover it yeah like that's what i'm saying is if the christian when the christian Tatar deal happened we talked about it because like that's something that happened in disc golf and it's covered but like this week nothing has happened in disc golf that i'm aware of so like we can't, Heck, we people can't can cover co- nothing i mean if someone wants to call in and, and ask an fpo ask question, an FBO question that, happened, that happened last week Let we, got go. call her. we got a caller we got a caller silas let's keep it moving Hello, hello. I can hear myself in the background. Yes, you're on. <laughs> Wild. Well, like I got on before the FBO questions, so now I feel like kind of dirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> but first off, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much. The like the mystery box from Foundation was super dope, and I think the disconnect there is like I'm a thrower, so like every disc I got was like. Heck yeah, let's see what this does out in the field. Like, nice. Super cool. But um, I guess my question, and I'm so sorry it's not SPO related. Um, I'm, so like, I come from like a background of BMX, like full of crashing. And like, I know you come from uh, like Ultimate. Like, what would you say is like 
your like end all be all. Like if you had to do three exercises that would like really benefit your game going into the next season, like what would they be? Like workout exercises? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I just did my first. Well, I started working back out this week. Yesterday was my first day of like running and biking again since the turkey trot, which was forever ago. Um, three weeks ago or so. But yeah, I, I would say uh, the, the three things, if I if I could only pick three things, is you're probably going to want to do core. So, um, I mean, obviously there's not one exercise for core, but uh, you, you want to make sure that you have an extremely strong core. I think that was the... Uh, that was the easiest thing for me to gain distance was being able to, um, rip the disc through my core, using my core to generate a lot more turn speed that way. Right. So I would go core. Then I would say the next would probably be your hamstrings mainly because of, uh, knee stability and protection from injury. Uh, the big injuries that you see in disc golf are mostly knee related. Um, and, you're going to want to, especially with like slippery tee pads yeah. or playing when it's rainy, any of those things, you want to make sure that your quads, mainly your VO, um, I believe it's the VO, uh, which is like the, the muscle that's like right above your knee. Uh, that part, you want to make sure all that stuff is super strong so you can uh, stabilize. So like a good one for that is like the leg raises, right? Where you, you have your feet, you're kind of like sitting down and your feet are like dangling and then you got to like extend your leg and you want to do it too where you're like, some people just like crank those out and they're like, right? You actually want to do it to where you have like light weight on it and you like do like a hold. So you like get your leg to where it's not completely straight but pretty straight and you like hold it for like a good solid 10 seconds and that will really burn, right? So do that one. And then if I had to do like another one, it might be like back, like a dark horse, like, mm, what would be a good, I don't know. I don't know about, I, I just know like certain things with the back. I, I mean, yoga, yeah, yoga and flexibility is also really, really huge. But um, yeah, I don't know. When I worked out maybe maybe even some hips, like getting some, it's weird because it's flexibility is important in disc golf. Like a lot of stuff, like uh, obviously flexibility wise, but like a lot of stuff is like rows, like getting yeah. rows involved with, but you're doing your lower body and your upper body. Like those well, that's things what, what I did will all help you get more rotational power. When I was trying to work out specifically for disc golf back in the day, this could be awful advice. So just <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but what I did is like, I didn't have a trainer or anything as far as like, Hey, this is the sport I'm doing. Tell me what to do. So I just tried to figure out like, Hey, what sports have similar motion that I can figure out what do they train in the gym and then translate it. So I did, did you just get jacked forearms because you thought baseball. I was... did some baseball. <laughs> I did tennis and stuff like that, which forearms help your forehand a lot. Yeah, they do. A whole lot. They do. Uh, especially like touch and control to be able to just like flick your wrist with your forearms. That's underrated. Uh, but I did a lot of baseball, tennis, stuff like that. Tennis, like you just have to kind of customize it. Like you don't need like really quick lateral quickness in disc golf. Like where you're just like slot. Like there were some things in tennis that I was like, that Hunter, clearly is important. ladders in the backyard just like abs- Yeah. Like there were some things that like with tennis and with baseball workouts where I could look at and be like, I know that's not going to be important in disc golf. So I'm going to cut that out. But like, I basically just looked at sports that had similar movements and then picked and choose to create my workout plan. 
Also, just bench press 300 pounds and that'll help. Nah, oh, dude, that. no problem. <laughs> you know, I, I weigh like, you know, like 150 soaking wet. So that's there no you problem. Go. Like, we're good. That's no, bench, but, bench uh, press actually probably will do nothing for you. So don't do that. That was a joke. <laughs> dude, so, super helpful. Yeah. Uh, rooting for you next year, man. Hey, and uh, also, that. uh, go Gavin Rathbun, Team Eagle Ridge, Oswego. Uh, hey. Have a good night, guys. I appreciate it, man. I like Ooh. Gavin. I always like it when someone shouts out Gavin. Gavin's a good dude. Yeah, I think flexibility is probably the most underrated thing in disc golf. Yeah, the more I think flexible that's way you can be, more important be. than uh, being like bulked up. No, no, no. You don't need. You, you don't ever want to be. You don't want to be jacked. No. You want. You want to be. You want to be quick. You like, want to be a rubber band. You, you want to be fast. Yeah, you want to be fast, long and long. I'll fast and long. Six hundred feet. We have another caller. All right, we got a caller. Another caller. Hello, hello. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're on. How's it going, man? It's going good. How are you, so? We're chilling. Nice, nice. This is Jesse from Wisconsin. I called actually before and talked about the USDGC and the pay-per-view um, okay. model and, and how I felt it was a good thing and they were getting too much slack. Um, I'm calling tonight to talk about how I think uh, golf courses are actually like the future of the sport and they allow for a more exciting match along with um, the possibility um, of higher scoring variance. Yeah, Which I mean, not the normal. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, it's so funny because so many people hate the golf courses, but I'm wondering if that's just because we got so many. So we talked about this. There were so many like back to back to back that yeah. many people got bored of it. But the golf courses are the only courses that added difficulty in a way that really caused a lot of problems for people's approach shots and putting. Um, yep. In the woods, the only time that you really had people get bogged down with putting was like when there was a tree in the way, um, which is, you know, most of the time they can just straddle out and like still send it, no problem. But with those bunkers around the greens and with the 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 undulations with the hills and stuff causing rollaways, causing you to have to really think about your angle of your disc coming in you know that I view that as very similar to like controlling like the spin on your golf ball into a green. Yeah. It is important, you know, when you have hills and stuff, you now have to think about okay, if I throw it this way and it comes in this way, it's going to hit and then you know just start rolling down the hill. I can't do that. Or when you have a putt and you're like if, you know, you're 40 feet away and you're like if this doesn't hit any part of the basket, it's going in the sand trap and now I'm three putting, yeah. right? Is the the right. idea like I just, I just saw a lot of players that normally don't show any signs of like weaknesses in like very simple shots in the sense of like 200 feet, right? You have a 200 foot shot, the basket's right there, go for it. You put a bunker short of that basket and all of a sudden like you're seeing them throwing it 40 feet past, you're seeing them throw it in the bunker, you're seeing them. I, I love that. And I just think there was too many in a row well, I think the difficulty that you have to worry about is golf courses when poorly designed or sometimes they just don't allow for anything else can quickly just become a hyzer fest where it's boring to watch. It can be boring to play where it's like, yeah, this hole, I just throw two hyzers and I'm parked for birdie. Next hole, oh, it's a par three. I can just throw a hyzer. Oh, this hole, sweet. Switched it up, forehand hyzer. Okay, back here, hyzer. I'll the be- woods at least provides like interesting shot shapes 
But the div- most difficult part of the woods in my head, as far as the future growth goes, is coverage camera wise, mm-hmm. coverage uh, as far as signal goes for live coverage, and spectators. It's nearly impossible to get really good. Like if we had ten thousand people show up to Northwoods Black, they're just not watching the the ground. There's there's no way. Right. I, I have a I have a disc golf video coming out probably tomorrow maybe, and it's the one that I played in Kauai on mm-hmm. the old abandoned golf course, and I'll be interesting to get your take on it because yeah, there are a couple holes where you know you are throwing hyzers, but well, that's why I said a but, bad designed golf course is that yeah, because it's open. This one they did a really good job I thought of incorporating trees, so like they, they would have like a tee pad where 10 feet to the right is all trees. So yeah, there is a huge fairway, but it's like a dog leg to the right. And so like for you to actually throw a good shot, you actually need to throw like a turnover shot versus the hyzer. Or they would have like you set back to where there's like two trees in front of you, 20 feet in front, and you got to like, you know, those are double mandos or whatever to where like you actually can't throw a hyzer through there. You have to throw a, a flat shot. So I think... I agree with you. I think obviously if you have something where they're simply just like throwing like goat Hills kind of an example of a course a little bit where the, it is very much like T pad to green, T pad yeah. to green, T pad to green. And, and it follows the same flow of the golf course. Then you do get a lot of those shots of where you're just throwing in a wide open field, essentially somewhere. But I think that's where you have to kind of get creative, get off the fairways play in some of the tree lines and, and go that route. So yeah, we'll see, right. man. Yes, I, I think, like I said, I think, I think you're spot on when you said it shows more scoring separation. Um, and I think it also shows more scoring separation with, uh, without like the luck factory, I guess you can say, right? Because when you do get in the woods, there is a lot of like, Oh, that kick just costs like some two people could throw bad shots, right? And mm-hmm. one one's actually a little bit worse. And so f- because it's a little bit worse, it like misses the first three completely and gets a better result. It you know, right. you don't see really that happening out on uh those type of golf course holes. You know, if you if you yeah. miss if you airball a putt, you can't be like, Oh, I got so unlucky that it went in the bunker. It's like, no, you airballed it. It yeah. is what it is. So yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, touching a couple things. Oh. That's okay. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um, I think uh, like a lot of the people like myself, like our mid nine hundreds, um, we would feel normally that the wooden courses would be more difficult because we're not as consistent mm-hmm. as the pros. And so, you know, getting off the tee, you know, within fifty feet of the tee box, hitting a tree, may be more common for us. Whereas, I feel like when you're watching the pros, if they do end up messing up bad. And they get a bad kick into the woods, and I'm talking like the top 20 guys where you're really going to see them on coverage. You're going to be um, watching them more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're going to notice that they have the ability to like scramble. Maybe they're only 150 feet away from the basket at that point, whatever it is. And so they are saving par in most cases like this. Um, but on golf courses, I think you are able to challenge people, kind of like he said with uh, what course was it? Was it in Oregon? Um, that was the best one. Uh, it was yeah. the Port, Port, uh, Portland Open. Yeah. So I would love to see where they do like a combination of the Oregon course and like how they did Utah where was it hole one in Utah? Um, is a par four. The basket was right on top of a hill mm. on like the back end yep. of it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people birdied it, but there's so many. I mean, they can do a lot more than okay, you have it at this hill. I would like to see them 
maybe it's hard to say, but I don't want OB directly next to the basket because what I don't want to see is, okay, you went OB. Now you have a par putt from eight feet away, yeah. right? Because that's how you make it so that, okay, well, we guarantee they get a stroke if they miss, but at the same time, their comeback is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. So I think there's ways to uh, challenge it. You guys had a caller talk about, like, okay, what if you had, like, the, the grass really short, and he was describing a hole where you wanted this, the disc to flare skip right or left. I don't know if you remember that call last time, but yep. I think there's ways where, um, and this would have to be determined by the pros, like, what if you had, normally on a golf green, the, the putting green is like super short, right? Mm-hmm. What if you did the inverse and it's, you know, three inch tall grass mm-hmm. and it's only 25 feet from the basket. And then after that is like, what is normally a golf green, the super hard flat grass. Skips and the if way the back pro doesn't land stuff. within that target zone, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to get movement on that grass, but it's not OB because what you'd want to happen is you'd want it to move further away from the basket before going OB. So they're not, you know, having a 25 foot or four par. They're now having, okay, well, you didn't land in the desired zone. Yeah. Your disc skipped, and now you're OB 40 feet away. So yeah. I just think like our golf courses have that ability. Yeah, I mean, I and, think uh, I think we, yeah, I think we are in the infancy of of course design. Um, kind of what you were mentioning will be difficult to accomplish on a golf course that's still operational because. The golf, most golf courses are not going to want to change the length of the greens or anything like that, uh, right. like length of the right. grass to, to affect the golf play there. Um, but we are in the infancy of course design. I don't think we've even crested any sort of hill of where it could go, which is exciting. And I think over the next five, 10 years, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of uh, trial and error Hey, does this work? Does mm-hmm. this work? Does this work? See what see what sticks, and then we go from there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, what people come up with, and uh, we'll go from there. Perfect. Well, you guys have a good night. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, no, 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 no course that is operational is going to want to change. No, going to allow a change just, grass. Eventually, people are going to be able to like buy and fully operate and maintain a disc golf course based on the pay-to-play aspect of that disc golf course yeah and then they or you just buy like whatever a, they want you buy an abandoned course abandoned I mean, golf course. buy a abandoned golf course and then you yeah. do whatever you want yeah hello hello what's up man you're on oh my gosh how's it going you made it welcome Holy cow. It's nice to hear from you guys. It's good to see you. Um, so I've got a question. Um, there was this guy at my local league and he was doing really, really well. And he actually ended up taking a few years off and now he is uh, transitioned to a female and he has recently been going over and beating all of our females by like 10, 20, 30 strokes in the tournaments. And I just, wonder if you guys have any uh, opinions on you know transgenders in sports and maybe the males coming over and dominating the females yeah we had this question i want to say it was a few three, weeks ago three or four weeks ago um where a lady called in and was asking kind of a similar question a similar question kind of on the fpo and what are our thoughts and stuff on it i, I mean i think it's 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 a tricky question in the sense of like we're not we're not directly affected in the sense of like they're not come like that 
p- person's not coming into my division. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I it, that. yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. I think at some point we should definitely have have an FPO perspective. Yeah, but also the question is like, are are they? Is anyone on the FPO going to feel think, like they can s- speak freely on this issue? Like that's yeah. the other thing is everybody's going to get. Well, the hardest thing though is like the way disc golf is and operates is we have to look at other sports because I mean we're, we're a sport. It just there's other sports that have the abilities to do all of the research, all of the studies, and all of that. And what disc golf has done is essentially put in, uh, I believe that they went by like the Olympic standards um, or something along those lines where someone who has the ability to know like what uh, standards need to be met where there's like inhibitors and stuff like that before the um, before a player is able to go from MPO to FPO or from MA1 to FA1 and all of that, as far as like sport goes, as far as the um, testing and stuff like that, I think... The only question that I think at this point could be raised by someone is just like, what does the testing look like? The regular testing to make sure that that person maintains whatever the levels are and stuff like that on the science side. But I think disc golf would, it would just be, it'd be crazy if disc golf chose in this one case to go against all the other sports, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if if every sport is like, they're hey, fine with it. This is the exact this is the standard of like once you've met X, Y, or Z and you have like this level hormone, this whatever, this level X, Y, or Z, like the science stuff. Uh once they like if every other sport has that, and then disc golf's like, nah, we're smarter than all that. Screw it, we're gonna do this. Like that would just that would just be weird to me. It is what I'll say. Div- divisions yeah, that, div- that's a bit of a risk if if they were to do that for div- sure divisions are created so people can be competitive in their division right that's that's the whole reason why divisions exist right the, there's a reason why there's peewee football there's u16 leagues uh there's whatever all these different age and those are the two main one is ages and uh, gender, right? Those mm-hmm. are the two divisions. Yeah. Okay, so can, can I pause you for a second? So going yeah. back to the person in my league, like I said, they were in the MPO playing and doing somewhat well and mm-hmm. ended up transitioning and now are playing in FPO. Yeah. So do you think that they should continue to play in MPO because their FPO scores are pretty much, rep, you know, almost exactly reminiscent of their of their F of their MPO scores? I so I, do you I, think that. I mean, I just think that divisions are created so people can be competitive in those divisions. I think, you know, obviously everyone has, everyone here knows like as you get older, you know, when you're 10 and now you're 14 and now you're 18, as you get older, you are actually better. You will be better. So you can always play up in an age division. You can never play down in an age division. And then it go, it goes to a certain point that we decide like okay when you're past what gosh I can't think of what it is in golf I think it might be forty in golf of where it's like okay when you're past forty you now get to play with everyone over the forty over age forty but you can still go back down and play on the PJ tour right so at a certain point you can go back down at a certain point when you're younger you can go up um, and this is where it's just like I think on this thing we got to make like people got to decide like is it is it an advantage for people to go outside their division or not 
And that's and I think again it's it, it's going to come down to a lot of the FPO players talking about it. I think that's if there is a problem and like the FPO people don't like it, they're going to have to speak up about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's well, that's what it's going to be. In my league, and let me just say one thing: the FPO players are pissed. Okay. Oh, I, I yeah, I mean, and in your league, you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Locally, they are not happy. You know, yeah, it's been. It's been near fist fights, near cat fights. Jeez. Not good. Uh, it's definitely it's a it's it's a question that I don't know when we'll know the answer, like the definitive answer, because it's not a question. It, it's weird because the way it's been seen and the biggest contention point up to this point, at least in my mind and what I've seen, has been sports. Um, and I think that's going to be the way it is for. Who knows how long? But like, it's well, a weird... sports is the yeah, sports is the big one because when what other divisions are there? Well, that's there's what no, I'm saying. There's no divisions in the weird the workplace. The like weird thing, job. the weird thing is, it's not a sports question, but it affects sports. You see what I'm saying? Because like the question, well, no, that, it, the it question is a, that people it is are a, using to answer it, it is, is, it is MPO a, and FPO mixed and female. But it is it is a sports question though because there, that's but you why see what I'm saying of like that's why question, you can't take steroids and stuff like that because they've decided that. You know, me and you are on equal playing fields. Yeah. If you take steroids, you are now not on equal playing field anymore. So I guess that's where the science just has like to that's where reside. that's I mean there, I mean it is what it is. But all right, I think that's all we we got on that topic for now. But we do appreciate you calling in. Okay, that that sounds good. I'm mean, I'm seeing a lot of comments though in the chat saying like there should be a shemale division. What do you guys think about that? No, I don't think we're. Yeah, I don't. I mean, think that's we're gonna, that's the worst. <laughs> I don't think that's we're a gonna, terrible idea. I don't think we're going to go into yeah, that. I agree. I agree. All right, take care, man. Have a nice night. You too. Sounds good. I uh, love you guys. We'll see you later. All right, yeah, have a good one. bye. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's. I mean, it's it's in the news. It's going to get talked about. I think it's not going to go anywhere. I know some people in the chat are like, "You've already talked about this. Stop talking about this." It's it's not going to go anywhere until. Like there's a like you said there's there hasn't really been a definitive like yeah what I want to know is where what comment section was that guy reading uh yeah I don't I think I he, think just he, made that he up. I think he just wanted to say that yeah I think he just made that up that's the I guess that's a risk with live callers but the, this people is, are just gonna people can fly off they the can just stay whatever what they yeah. want. but but that is someone coming from uh you know some people were saying he was trolling or not I don't think he was trolling I think well that's whether he was trolling or not that is a legitimate question the last thing going he to said, be asked yeah the, the last, last thing, thing the last thing he might have been trolling if he would have let off with that that's a Julius Caesar immediately yeah immediately but, just, yeah, yeah but what he a Julius Caesar man but you hear a lot of a lot of these kind of situations that people are there isn't necessarily like a right or wrong answer. Like there's not right or wrong, but there's people, even now people on one side as the other, right? A lot of people will go to stuff that is, what is it called when you like talk about something that's happened to you? Like personal bias, personal opinion? No, there's a, there's a word for that. When you, when you say something that someone will say like, well, that's not, that's just what happens to you. That's not the grand scheme of thing. There's a certain word, someone, someone in the chat knows what I'm talking about, but, um, firsthand knowledge kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere along those lines, but it, it clearly like that guy was in a situation where he probably has some friends or that's, that's right there. Anecdotal evidence. That's it. Thank you, Eric. Boom. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of stories like that. You're going to get a lot of people saying, Hey, 
in my situation, the, the women are pissed. And then you might get someone completely on a different side of the spectrum, different side of the world say, hey, we have a league over here and there's no, prob- there's no kept, problem at all. He kept saying league. If it wasn't a PDGA sanctioned league, the question would more so be like, was a person abiding by PDGA standards? Oh, I see. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? To where like, is yeah. that is it a problem in that league just because like the ter- director of the league is just like, I don't know, and the person hasn't met the PDGA standards and that's why there's yeah. whatever advantage he's claiming is there? Or was it a PDGA league? And there's then that's a different question. But again, like, as of right you see now, what you see my point though like i'm trying to take i'm just trying to take the whole you're saying as to why that person has a different view what no no my my point in this whole this whole stance of like whether you're on this side of the fence or this side of the fence of where where someone that transitions where they should be playing mm-hmm. because we're not hearing we're not hearing it on the other side of the argument we've not heard anyone say this there was a fpo player and she's transitioned and now she's playing well, NPO. Because, well, because we're not hearing any MPO of those is mixed so like uh Paige Pierce could Anyone play can only play MPO that. already. If Paige Pierce, but we also don't hear. Page but we also could win, we also don't hear that in any other sport. Well, it's the same thing in any other sport. If mm. Brittany Griner could be a ten-time All Star in the NBA, is what? every sport? Is that right? Is every single? There's been several. There's been uh, female. That might be right. Football. You players. might be right. You might be right in the sense that like there is no men's only. Is that right? Can anyone check? Uh, there has to be a sport out there that's men's only and and women only, right? There has to be. I could be wrong. I don't know. Of I, could, like, I could be wrong. There's I've In high school, I played basketball teams. No, that, basketball? Yeah, I mean, NBA, NFL, golf, PJ Tour, like women can play on that. Oh, people are saying darts. Okay, so maybe some skill. Darts. That might be it. Well, no, I don't think darts is. There's no way because like I saw cornhole. Cornhole should be like the same as darts. There was a woman competing in, well, I don't even know if they had, they did have divisions and she was competing in the men's. I don't know. All right, we got another caller. Last thing I want to say on this. Last thing, I'll I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. The, what what I'll say is like the reason why there's age divisions and I'm comparing it to age divisions because that's the only other division I can think of right now is Everyone has agreed that as you get older, you cannot compete with younger people, right? It is not safe, for example, for an 18-year-old to play football against a 14-year-old. So you have to have an age division so that they can all play and compete. If if you're going to say that you do not have an advantage because of your gender, then I don't think there's an issue. Well, I think the, the question is, that, does the P, does the Olympic standard and all of that of the testing and everything required basically if there is the advantage if there is an advantage does that neutralize, neutralize the, the advantage? advantage and if the answer that is, is yes that's the question that's yeah. what science has to decide and that's why I'm saying like that's where if every other sport's deciding like this makes sense the, who is the PDGA to say it doesn't yeah all right new caller new question potentially or topic of debate hello hello hello. How's it going? Great. How are you? We're chilling. We're chilling. Good. Good. So this this could end up being a real short conversation. Um, I've got a question primarily for Hunter, but Brody, if you've got anything, you can definitely chime in. Um, so Hunter, would you say that Paul Macbeth is the GOAT? The greatest of all time? That's correct. Yeah. As of right now, I yeah. Because, I mean, what yeah. the only other competition is Ken Climo and... Though, I mean, 
the way you'd have to compare it is basically like, could Climo with today's disc technology be able to do in against this field what Paul has done? And only disadvantage I have in this argument is I didn't get to watch Climo in his prime, but I've got to watch Paul in up to this point of his prime. And yeah, I don't, I don't see Climo. I mean, I, I think Climo would almost be like the, a Ricky in today's day and age where he was, he'd be able to kind of compete with Paul, but I, I think Paul would beat him more times than he'd beat Paul. Interesting. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is I heard uh, you briefly mentioned this a couple weeks ago. You said that on the MJ versus LeBron debate, you're on the MJ side. Yes. And I'm sure, I'm sure whatever the main argument is six for six titles. That's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. But if titles are so important, like why, why doesn't Ken Climel's 11 world titles matter? Like, I feel like, can I answer that? I mean, I know they matter, but can I answer that? Oh, you could feel free. Yeah. I'll, and this is where I think too, like right as of right now, you would have to, you would have to say that Paul is the greatest disc golfer to ever play. Um, that could change in the next couple of years, which is the crazy thing, right? Like if Eagle starts really, if if Eagle continues on the climb that he's on, I could see him doing that. If Ricky starts taking off too and has like three or four really good years in a row, um, I could see that too. The reason why I think Climo, the the winning as many times as he did, doesn't really like compare to Jordan is basketball still was very established in the Jordan era where disc golf, like I would say like disc golf is not we're, like disc golf is not even in the Jordan era no. right now. I'd call so, Climo the Bill Russell. So that's why I think too, like I think someone could win two world titles, for example, and be considered one of the, uh, can't, would be considered, uh, could be considered the greatest gift disc golfer of all time, like better than Paul and only have two world titles in the, and in the future, because you look at what that person is doing and you just go like, Oh, well, Paul was never doing that. Yeah. Right. And the only reason he has two and not five is because to win, to win one is harder than any of these guys had in the past. Because you look at Climo, for example, you know, if you go all the way back there, how many people was Climo really competing with to win worlds? Mm-hmm. Well, those are good points. So that's just I the question. You're beating a field of like five guys, let's say, yeah, versus beating a field of 50 guys. Like everyone's going to look at that person, that one, two, and 50. And again, the whole LeBron Jordan thing, you're looking at like the skill level, right? The stuff that LeBron did when he, especially at like his young age, no one was seeing, no one had seen that done on the basketball court before. And so it's very difficult to like say like, oh, well, he's not better than this person, whatever, because that person has four tight. It's like, that's where I think you'll see right I now think LeBron the James, of disc golf is very, very small. Yeah. I think LeBron James is the greatest athlete to ever play basketball, but he's not the greatest basketball player. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with pretty much everything you said. One thing that I think about when I think of Jordan, and it kind of is similar is a similar to comparison to, I feel like, disc golf now compared to maybe not all the way back when when Climo, Climo played, but like when I think of MJ, 
compared to the competition today. Like he, he obviously didn't have to play against guys like Giannis and Kevin Durant and Jokic, mm-hmm. like seven footers who can. He also threes. he also didn't Teams get to play like with those players. What's that? He also didn't get to play with those players. I mean, he played with Scottie Pippen, who was like one of the top ten players in the league. Where's what is Scottie Pippen doing nowadays? What does that mean? Like if he was in the league now. <laughs> No, I'm just saying he played. You got to play with the people that you have. Like he played with one well, of the yeah. top ten players. In but the that's league. what I'm saying is LeBron played with. Like you can't just say because the league got better that makes Michael Jordan's game worse. Like LeBron, the league got better. No, but if you're putting up the same numbers now as you were putting up again, I mean, it is what it is. It, it's different. Basketball is a different thing. I think it's much easier to look at disc golf. Because it's individual, sport. individual sport, so it's much easier. Let's my let's biggest stay argument with, against stick LeBron with, stick is with disc golf. He's always needed a team around. Him. Okay, let's stick with di- well that except that one year that he had no one in Cleveland and he got to the finals. But he got let's, to the finals. Let, I didn't hear you say win the finals. Uh, fair the, enough. The East was absolutely. Let's trash. stick with let's stick with disc golf though. I think I think like what we're gonna see from players twenty years from now in disc golf, I think we're gonna be very very uh, like oh my gosh. Like what the heck? Like yeah, we're in the, such the. I mean, we're, someone, we're someone in, we're in probably made a better. This is someone probably made a better reference when they said Climo's like the Pete Maravich, or like you can even go farther back. Like yeah. Climo, Climo was basically playing basketball in a laundry basket. And the thing is, is you can't you can't knock the guy. Like we're not no. trying to knock the guy. He did. He won what he, he 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 won the tournaments that were placed in front of him against the people that were placed in front of him. Yeah. But if you literally just look at skill level, this to this to this to this, like there's still going to be. If you don't think there's going to be a skill level gap from where Paul is to the next person, you're crazy. Yeah. There is like, and Paul, there's going to be a player that is better than Michael Jordan eventually in basketball. Yeah, I mean the skill the skill level in disc golf in I would say like it's probably a way smaller gap between Michael Jordan and the next best player, for example, right? But like in disc golf, because it's such a young sport, and because like so few people have given it a go, like it's going to be nuts. You're going to see someone that can throw like look at Eagle. You're going to see someone that can throw 500 feet backhand and forehand, can putt like mad crazy, and then has an insane mental game. You're going to see someone like that. And, you know, we haven't seen that person yet because the sport is so small and like, it's just going to continue to evolve. People are going to continue to get better and better, learn from the people before them. And there we go. But I think we'll never see, I don't think you'll ever see someone win five t- world titles. I don't think you will. No, it's no, going to keep being harder to do. That, that, that's a little hot take for me, but I actually don't even think that's a hot take. No, I don't think so. Either. No. The only person that could do it right now is probably Ricky because he's got two. So he could theoretically maybe win three more in the next fifteen years, let's say, but that's still one in five, and that would be and that would be pretty crazy to do. Someone in the chat said PDGA number eighty thousand or less, say Climo. I'm seven seven eight zero seven, and I say Macbeth. So your points out the window. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thanks for calling in, brother. Have a nice night. One last last question. No, oh, yeah. a lot question. of double you questions tonight, you. Silas. You're being very nice over there. All right, go I'm for a, it. I almost hung up on him. Sorry. Go for it. Real quick, I'll. Do you think we'll see another 1060 rated player anytime soon? Yes, absolutely. Because ratings are inflated. So we'll see a 1070 rated player, a 1080 rated player. We'll eventually see an 1100 rated player. Actually, no. By that time, ratings will be gone because people will realize. But yeah, we definitely will. Okay. All right. Take it easy, man. Did Climo have a forehand? No, no one had a forehand back then. 
I mean, how do, you say, how do you say there wasn't, guys, there wasn't this technology? How do you forward. say guys better than someone that doesn't even have a forehand? Well, it just wasn't this technology for it. Discs weren't. It doesn't like, matter though. Like you had, like in that regard, like you can't. Again, I'm not knocking the guy. Yeah. But we mean disc technology for it. You can throw a forehand with an ultra ultra lit uh, ultra star. They're but, playing. They were playing with disc better than an ultra ultimate disc. Yes, but the there was no reason to. There's also the course design. There was no reason to back then. All right. I, That's why forehand is like. I don't know. You got to go into like <laughs> 2005, 2006. That's just, being, that's wild like, to Nate me. Doss, I didn't know he didn't have a forehand. Nate Doss never really throws forehands. Very rarely. And the dude won three world championships. That's and fine. His last one was 20. But if you ask me who was better, who's better, Nate Doss or Chris Dickerson, I'm not picking Nate Doss. Hmm. That's a tough one. Doss or Dickerson? I might go Doss. Well, we haven't seen enough of Dickerson yet. We need to see a little more of Dickerson. That's I mean, are you taking one. are you taking Doss over uh, Kyle Klein? Kyle Klein's way too young to be in any conversation. <laughs> right now. Oh, that's just wild. That's wild to me that you're comparing two people. That I mean, because when you're comparing Jordan and LeBron, like Jordan did everything that LeBron do- Jordan could do everything that LeBron does, but LeBron just did everything faster, higher, whatever. They were still doing the same stuff. Think not though. What? Like Jordan Jordan can uh Jordan can like dunk, right? Sure. LeBron can dunk. Yes. But when LeBron dunks, you're like, oh Jordan's my gosh. a better defense player, well, a better defender. He had more talent, saying, more no, skill. All, no, no, all I'm saying is LeBron just athletic. No, hear, hear me out. They're all doing the you same. You put LeBron in any sport, no, you're not he's going to be argument. like a great. You're not hearing my argument. My argument is they, they were all doing the same thing. Sure. Like they weren't. It wasn't like LeBron wasn't shooting three pointers and Jordan was. They both shoot threes. No, yeah, yeah. The three point line has to. That's have what moved, I'm saying. You're you're comparing Climo and yeah. and Paul, and one person literally doesn't have a throw, versus someone that has both. Is that not crazy? Am I crazy, Silas? I mean, Silas, so, oh, no, you have Am a, I crazy? No, you have a point. Okay, one person. It's the same Climo thing as saying can, someone Climo, can't putt from circle two. Like they just couldn't putt from circle two. Climo could throw a forehand, but it's like. He had no need to back then. Those mm. two aren't course design. Course design. Someone made a great point. Course design back then was like the pre three point era. Okay, so, someone someone was saying okay, that. So like, that why would, why would you shoot, shoot that far about when it's the same points? Yeah, that makes sense. Because like the course design, like it was everyone threw backhand back then. So like, why would you throw? Forward? Okay, and people are saying Climo, like you said, Climo does. He have did. A he just you didn't need it. You just didn't have it. Okay. There's no reason. You didn't have to throw because a lot of players back then came from like freestyle. Well, then my game. argument, I, I take it back. I apologize. My argument makes no sense. Then he has a forehand. My argument's gone. Yeah. Cancel my argument. One more call. Silas. Canceled. One more. All right, thought. here we go. My deepest apologies. Hello. Hello. You're on. What's up? Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, first off, I'd like to say, Brody, I'd take you every time. Over any disc golfer. Oh, let's go. Secondly. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm Zach. I'm from LA. Um, I'm calling about the PG, PDGA tour card. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to say is that I think it'd be really interesting if they implemented something like, um, kind of like soccer has relegation, where at, um, there's like a tournament at the end of the year where maybe like the bottom 10 guys go up against the top 10 guys in the advanced, uh, advanced league yeah. or however they want to do it. Whereas like, the top five or top 10 that come out of that tournament end up moving up to the pro card 
and the rest of them have to go back down and fight their way back up. It would give us like a lot more new names and a lot more reason for pros to like stay on top of their game and really practice more often. Well, isn't how does the golf tour card work? I mean, I think Hunter sometimes should be relegated to what? <laughs> like you, uh, right you now, might what have, they're doing you is might have like a bad a week PGA on the card. podcast, and you gotta get relegated. And we put Trevor in here. Dang. Get relegated for a week. Get relegated and have a night <laughs> off. And, I mean, have a t- my, my um, wife would try to get me relegated every week. So golf, I believe, be, be able to be home from seven to ten p.m. <laughs> golf, I believe, it's like, oh gosh, I'm 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 just gonna throw a number out there. Let's say a hundred. Yeah. So if you're a hundred in the, I don't know if it's the FedEx Cup points, but they have a point system. If you're a hundred in there, you retain your card. Also, like if you win an event, all this other stuff, you retain your card, right? Right. And then if you don't retain your card, you're out. Yeah, you you it's got just, it. Not you got it. You got to try to work it back in. It's not the exact situation where like there wouldn't be a tournament in this case, but it's a similar thing of like X amount of players. Let's say it's ten players, top one twenty five. So let's say that ten. So players outside of top one twenty five, you are now the next year you are trying to get your card back. Yeah. So let's say that in disc golf, there's like ten players that are dropping off the tour uh-huh. because like the bottom ten get quote unquote relegated. And you know the top 10 from, we'll call them the Silver Series in disc golf, because that's probably what it's shaped out to be. The top 10 Silver Series point finishers get to take those 10 spots on the tour card. I like that. To where you know throughout the year, if I play on the Silver Series, I can make a decent living, an okay living. And I mean, that's how the Corn Fairy, that's how, that's how the Corn Fairy Terry work, tour that's works, is like the top X amount of guys, 16 guys or whatever, guarantee. Then you get like two or three from the McKinsey tour, which is in Canada. You get a couple from the South American tour, and then you get a couple from the Asian tour, and then boom, you got like new blood kind of. We're, I think we're in the two to tour. three years away from seeing that in disc golf. Yeah. I think. It'd be I interesting. That's a cool idea. Yeah. It's, I, I think that right now disc golf is a little too homogenized, though. Whereas like, like everything's um, as one, the, the PDGA is just one entity. Whereas, I mean, we are getting the European tour. Sure. But like, we're going to see the same guys over and over just cycling through the system. Why did, might as well make it entertaining Throw a tournament at the end, give some more guys chances to be on cards that we haven't seen before. Maybe give, you know, however they want to do it, but it, it might make it more uh, interesting or exciting. I mean, I think you just need the best talent. That's, I mean, that's the thing is like, if you're the bottom of the PGA tour, or in this case, if you're in the bottom of the disc golf pro tour, you didn't have a good year. See you later. Take care. Good luck with you. We want the guys that just played really, really well on their other tours. And now those guys are coming in. I think that's more important. I, I'm not a huge fan of this charity case of where it's like, Oh, we need to see new faces. And the, I don't like that. I think it's you got it. The people that are playing the best are going to be thrown in front of the camera, and that's how it always shapes out. Except for the first first round, as of right now, they have these feature cards, and that's kind of just to try to generate as much revenue as they can and much interest as they can in the event. After the first round, though, it's whoever's playing the best. So yeah. if, if Hunter inter, right. Hunter inter, enters in a tournament, you're not and seeing sh- me. Shoots the hot round. No, if you shoot the hot round on hole one. Or all, not one. I might be able to do that. <laughs> I might be able to just sneak a birdie on a hard hole. <laughs> you shoot the hot round on round one. We're seeing you, dude. We're seeing you. So, yeah, I mean, that, I like the idea. I think they got to get the tour card situation figured out first, get that running. But, yeah, I think we're not I, – I don't think that will never happen, what you're saying. I think that will eventually happen at some capacity of where you played bad, you're out. Hey, you played really good on this little tour over here. You're up. Boom. Yep, that's fair. Yeah. All right.
Sweet. Thanks so much for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Um, hey, it's your time, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, take it easy. Someone said something. Oh, my gosh. Where was it? Um, someone said something that caught my eye, but I completely... That guy had a good... Um, like I had a good thing and I just got completely sidetracked. I was going with that and I didn't have it. Um, but yes, Climo did have a forehand. That is one thing we all, well, one thing I learned tonight, Climo did have a forehand. And again, I will, I would like to sincerely apologize to all those out there. Oh, someone did say, oh, there's what it was. Someone said, Hey, get some pros to call in. I'm sure they have some hot takes. No, they don't. Yuli called in a few weeks ago. Yeah, Yuli did call in. His what was his hot take? It was I, something about a hot dog. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think. No, some pros have hot takes. The oh, thing it was is, a, it was a condiments thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, don't yeah. think you're going to get any real big names. And here it is: like, if they want to come out and talk, I would love to hear it. I don't think they're going to do it because too many people. And this is okay. It is what it is. Too many people don't like saying stuff that other people might not like might not agree with so they instead of like speaking their mind or saying what they believe in or whatever they're just going to it's it's fine it is what it is they're going to play the i you're never gonna know and so if i really like this person i'm just always assuming that they're on my side with every i think everything i think because they never say anything but that that's why i don't even think i mean if Trust me, my DMs are wide open for if any pro wants to hit me up and say, hey, I would love to call in and talk. We'll set it up. No problem. I'll tell you right now that no one has sent in the DMs anything like that. And I think it's because they're, I mean, it's, it's scared's kind of a nasty thing to say. It That's not the it's right word. It's not necessarily scared. It's not the right word. But Fearful? Like, sure. <laughs> isn't that isn't that just an, Synonym just, for scared? They just don't. They just want to be liked by everyone. And yes. I want to be hated by anyone. Yeah. I, and I think. Well, I, it's because disc golf as a sport isn't big enough that if you tick off half the people in the disc golf. Then you're a nobody. Your career is going to be hard to do because who's buying your disc? Yeah. Well, also, I think, too, it's even like multi- multiplied now with the whole cancel culture situation, right? To so, a like, degree, yeah. So, like, people see like if they say one thing and then all of a sudden everyone attacks them but you know you gotta have i mean it i'll say this it will be a lot nicer uh no pros are watching this that is not true that's just um, not even that's definitely not true someone i, I, I will I tell you this well someone said if you turn the foundation logo 45 this is sorry completely okay. off topic i'm i'm ADD. if you turn the foundation logo 45 degrees to the right it makes an f is that intentional yes tyler and thank you for noticing um I will say one thing about a lot of athletes. This isn't just disc golf. A lot of athletes love, love, love reading and hearing stuff about them. Yeah. They love it. So the fact that, I mean, it, it, you can believe what you want. Um, but yeah, I just don't think people are going to call in. It is what it is. It's fine. I will say one thing that shocked me at USDGC is i guess it shouldn't have shocked me but it did i got trevor and i both and connor actually got recognized probably three to one no no not that not side not that side we got like three to one uh for the podcast for grip locked over our youtube videos oh from pros 
Well, pros and there was more pros that like stopped and said like, oh, love the pocket. Even like, even some like old heads in the sport oh, yeah. that I would have thought like would have hated us were like, I love what you guys are saying on the podcast. And I was like, you know, it like validated to a certain degree. It made me, it made me feel good. I'm not going to lie to you. Let's talk about this because this is interesting. Disc golf is 50% now social marketing. Are you, I'm curious, is he talking, is he talking more on the pro side where like pros now you go to like their Instagram accounts and stuff and it's just like, it's just like every post is like, buy this disc. This is a sick disc. Buy this. Isn't the world about 50% social marketing? No, 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 no. There's something about no, I'm just saying. I'm wondering. That I'm wondering. Well, I'm wondering if, like, obviously, if it's if it's like a company, then yeah. I mean, their whole job is to market on social media. But if you look at like other athletes in other sports, most of their posts are not about like go buy this, go buy this, go buy this. But I think in disc golf, pros are having to do that so much because that's like the only way they can make money. Yeah. Right. Like they're having. They're not making enough money. I don't know, but I think, I mean, I don't know. Do you see, has it changed a lot? Cause I feel like when I first came in the sport, I didn't really see that many pros doing stuff on social media. And now it's like, everyone's no, doing it's definitely, everything. it's definitely changed over it's like a wild, wild. Over West the years. Cause I remember like back in the day when Kona was like, just, just starting to tour and make a name. The reason she was making a name was she was like one of the only people who were like, touring or trying to be a pro because she wasn't quite a pro at this point mm-hmm. that were like very active on social media and so like if you wanted disc golf content it just didn't really exist because jomez was only doing coverage back then uh terry and the disc golf guy like Smashbox existed but like if you didn't want interview content like you wanted just like like right now if you type in disc golf like you're gonna find us doing tons of challenge videos simon yuli Jomez, Ezra, T- Tristan Tanner, you're going to find all kinds of people doing challenge videos and just mm-hmm. like disc golf content galore. 2015, you're going to find in the bags and coverage. Mm-hmm. And like you're going to find some like disc reviews, like the disc golf, disc golf weekly, who he now works for DD. He used to have a lot of stuff. Uh, the disc golf nerd still around. Uh, some of the, like OGs, disc golf media people, but that, that's what existed was disc golf reviews, some form tips that were like filmed at clinics in the bags, and that was it. But now there's, there's if so much stuff out there if uh if pros though were making more money you wouldn't see as much of the well, uh, look at the pros that are doing the best like no i'm saying from you have to, you, yeah you have to push you have to push yourself right now no what i'm saying like for instance Is that what you're saying like Paige doesn't have a very, very, unless I'm missing it, doesn't have a super active like YouTube channel and stuff like that. And the stuff that she posts and pushes on her Instagram is like stuff that's like discrafts dropping and doing for her. You don't see Paul posting, hey, I just got this run of PM discs and I need to sell it. You know what I mean? You see Ricky do it some, but that's just, Ricky's a hustler. Like Ricky, he's always done that stuff. But like, you don't, you see what I'm saying? You don't see Eagle getting me like, hey, this is my... You see him being like, Discmania told me to push yeah, but, this disc, but I mean, you don't see I wasn't even saying that. I was just saying like, Eagle will jump will jump on sometimes and do like an hour live stream on Instagram. That's just for fun. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I think... I think when... I think he, what I thought the player was talking about was like, like there's a number of players that 
have their own custom stamp disc and have to sell them. And like, that's all you're going to see for like two weeks straight. Because like, if mm. I don't sell out of these discs myself, I'm pushing them. I'm doing everything. If I don't sell out of them, then, you know, this is a, this is my month's salary here. I need to sell these. Yeah. Whereas like, you don't see that from the top players because the top players do social media if it's fun and they want to do social well, I media. I also think too, like there's just, there's a lot more uh, media requirements um, in other sports right now for like top players. Does that make sense? Like if you're constantly going and doing photo shoots yes, for other yes. people, constantly going and filming, it's because there's not other media stuff like that. You're yeah. you're not going to feel like I need to From, do go out there thing. and do my own thing. That's why, like, you'll see a lot of other athletes. Their social medias are very like not personal, I guess you could say, but because like ESPN and yeah, they have so many other things doing it. Where like here you Barstool, they're they're here they're doing you, player content for them. Yeah, if you if you place fiftieth in a tournament or fortieth in a tournament, you pretty much have to let people know that you did that no one's going to be really talking about it i don't know where that even came from but either boom it is what it is um Let's wrap it up uh someone was saying brody was already sponsored by discraft and was an easy sign up when he moved to disco i actually was never sponsored by discraft some people thought that a lot of people thought just because i played ultimate i was sponsored by discraft uh, i don't think discraft i could be wrong but I don't think Discraft has ever sponsored an Ultimate Frisbee player. Well, Mainly because if because you're the like official disc of the league, it's the official disc of the league. So yeah, everyone has. To it's like Spalding's not putting their name on players. Well, they might yeah, have what's like the point. Yeah, because they might have a player in commercials, and I'm sure Discraft has had Ultimate players. Well, in a, uh, if there's an Ultimate yeah. commercial, I don't know if there is. They're they're also like they're also like top head and shoulders over everyone, and their market they don't like really need a market in Ultimate because they have so many other people. Like literally every legit Ultimate team you go to, if you show up with something other than Ultra Star, they'll be like, get that out of here. So they have like just like built in. Uh, marketing from you know word of mouth word of mouth from all these people, so, so they don't like why they don't do they, need to do anything. They don't need to do anything as of right now. I mean that might change. Who knows? Um, yeah. So the reason why I threw Ultra Stars all the time was because that was the disc that we used in competition. So why would I go out and use a what was Innova's Pulsar? Is it Pulsar? I yeah, think they have a Pulsar. Pulsar. Yeah. Why would I go out and do a video using a Pulsar or like a Daredevil? something that flies differently than the disc that I'm already using. So that's why I always use ultra stars. Boom. Never was sponsored. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. This was a good, this was a good little chat. We kind of bounced back and forth there a little bit. Silas over there, you know, uh, doing his thing. I, I felt like this, I felt like it was a good podcast, but at the same time, like I'm not going to lie guys. I just got done with this workout and I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. Why? What do you mean? I'm just, I'm not all here right now. Well, that means a great workout. They yeah. took it all out of you. Yeah. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, maybe the podcast wasn't as good. As you we thought. were supposed to, uh, yeah, we were supposed to go to La Coretta after our workout, and me and Kelsey looked at each other, and I said, "If you take me there right now, I will." I, I got La Coretta. Man, La Coretta sounds so. Good. Yeah. I got to be up in six hours. I was like, to I be able will to get to the gym to meet Trevor. Um, this is also one of the reasons why I was thinking about like, do we change the time? Let no. us know. Let, let let no. I mean, we can. Well, I just want to let people know. See, Hunter, like, it's tell the time. people how the uh, gym game's going, man. That's a bogey bro banner topic, man. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, 
All right. I think that's all we got. Uh, unfortunately, no one from uh, the Instagram. I was really hoping someone from Instagram. I, people get real salty when the Disc Golf Pro Tour posts anything about me. And I love it. They're not calling in, ma'am. I want them. I want them to post. But just because it's, I have forty-eight accounts, and I just kind of. I want someone to post something about. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if a golf, if like Golf Digest posts something like Hunter Thomas takes on the journey to break a hundred? Do you think people would be salty that they posted that? That you? would actually be. Uh, there's no way to test that, but I'd be very curious. To see, like, who's this guy? Well, it's like when who's it's this like, guy? It's like when Sports Center posts about LeBron. 50,000 times. Yeah, it's that or if they post about someone that where it's just like I'm people, not gonna, people I'll, who, I'll say it, the 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 female kicker. Like whenever that post comes up, oh, I mean, because they the make comments the, it's whenever there's just, so many posts about something. Yeah, when they blow something up, when they just go after it all the time. All right. Silas, do you have anything to say to the people? Um, I need something for my backdrop here. There's nothing back here. So if anybody wants to send anything, you know, Silas, <laughs> if, you, if you give Silas a mic in 10 seconds, to say what he wants. He's going to ask for something. <laughs> what do you mean? Silas, anytime we've been like Silas, yeah. you go, you go for it. Silas like, Hey guys, look, <laughs> shout this out. This is to, the only sweatshirt I've got. Send me something. Hey, Silas, <laughs> Silas isn't 50% social marketing. He's a hundred percent. social yeah, marketing. Shout, shout, out, shout out to all my fans on Twitter. I make sure to stay active. How many yeah. how many followers you got on Twitter? I got 80. 80. 80. Hey, if you're listening to this right now, go over here. Shout out your Twitter. Let's see if we can get you to 100 it's after this episode. FDG underscore Silas. FDG underscore Silas. Let's get, let's get the man to 100. Um, Silas, when do you think your next video appearance is? Because I do have to say, like, he stole the show. It was electric. You stole the show. That putt on nine. You stole your. Sh- you stole the show on the last one. Is your next one going to be potentially you playing one hole of golf? I would love to get twenty. I would love to play. All right. I would love to play golf. If enough, I've people- never. I've never played. Never picked up a golf club in my life. See, when you said like I've never played, I'm like that's not crazy. But when you said I've never swung a club, never swung a club. That's wild to me that you've never once was like invited to Top Golf. I don't know Top Golf around here. Yeah, that's also a very recent thing. Top Golf. Okay, well, that's true. But like, you never like once experienced it. I'm trying to think if there's a sport that I've never once attempted. If I went through... like, Think of an obscure sport, because golf is not obscure, but like, think never, of an obscure sport. The only time I've ever done anything with cricket. lacrosse is... Yes. You played cricket? Yes. You played cricket? Yes. The only time I've ever done anything with lacrosse was the all-sports battles. I've all done, sports I've done lacrosse, too. I'm just saying like, there's some sports that like... Give me another one. Uh, curling. Mm. Yes. Mm. What? Yeah, in Minnesota, I think, or Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I fell on my butt. Wow. Synchronized skating. Is that you're talking about the one ice with the skating. cones? No, synchronized. I mean, I've ice skated. No. I wouldn't consider that. No, nope. synchronized really, skating. <laughs> I don't even think that's a Have thing. Have you and a partner fencing. ever synchronized? That's skating? a good one. Fencing. Oh. I've never fenced. You've never. But fenced. I bet I would be dirty. Water polo. Yes. So we're just gonna skip over the synchronized skating. That's not a real sport. Oh, hot take. Whoa. <laughs> We're going to end it there. <laughs> uh, okay. This is why, Silas, this is your job between now and the next podcast yeah, is to find job. the nearest fencing academy. Because right. who do you think? Uh, let us know. Our own? Let, us, who's winning fencing? let us know right now yeah. in the comments right here who's winning in fencing at Foundation. 
Uh, Saz has the reach. Saz Trevor has at 90 followers. Trevor has the quickness. Saz, you're at 90 followers. 10 oh, more followers. 90. FDG. I'm 10 gonna, more people. I'm going to put in the chat That's right now. Oh, my gosh. What, what, the heck did I just, what the heck did I just do? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I did it again. Can I not chat? There you go. Oh, there we go. Okay. FDG under. Oh, it said just fog. Oh, this is this is turning into chaos. FDG underscore Silas. Follow the man. Let's get him to 100. Boom. Uh, that's all we got for you. Uh, next week, uh, we'll all be here. We'll be here. Another show. Will we be in a new studio? We won't have it? Not yet. What are we doing? Soon. Not yet. I mean, it took us hey, two really months quick, for Silas to get a if camera. If you pick up a windbreaker oh, yeah, yeah. apparel that item, that which is the sweatshirt I'm wearing, oh, windbreaker, Trevor or Silas wearing a sweatshirt, oh. dark horse beanie, anything like that, and you also add a disc to your cart, you get 50% off that disc from now till Christmas Eve. Treat yourself this Christmas. Treat Go yourself. Ahead. All right. Don't feel bad. Do it. Have a good one out there. Uh, all you Go people that didn't call in and are just sitting back behind your keyboards, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, we're here every Tuesday, what is it, Tuesday night, 8 p.m., ready for your calls. And if you're getting salty and you want to get in, we'll do this too. I will now open my DMs. So if you really, really disagree, I will open my DMs to where if you want to call in, shoot me a DM, give me your number, and we will call you Boom. into the show. That's how we're ending it.